This is Professor Raymond Noby, Department of Ancient History, log entry number two. I believe I have made a significant find in the castle of Kandar. Having journeyed there with my wife, Henrietta, my daughter, Annie, and associate professor, Ed Gedley. It was in the rear chamber of the castle. We stumbled upon something remarkable. Naturum de Monto, the book of the dead. My wife and I brought the book to this cabin where I could study it undisturbed. It was here that I began the translations. The book speaks of a spiritual presence, a thing of evil that roams the forests and the dark bowers of man's domain. It is through the recitation of the book's passages that this dark spirit is given license to possess the living. Recorded here are the phonetic pronunciations of those passages. Kanda, Estrata, Amantos. Episode 51, welcome to the Buzzkill Podcast, where the only way to get us to shut the fuck up is by total body dismemberment. (laughs) Or live burial. (laughs) Or live burial, or burning us. Or, yeah, that works too. So, uh, So episode 51, what does that mean? It means we're a year old. It isn't an episode or a year of uh, fifty-two weeks? Yeah, but we can't count. So <laughs> we we can't. We we did we did skip one in there. So is that uh, so? Is, yeah. is that well? We just skipped another week though. So are but we actually? It's on... funny. Justin actually pointed out before you got here mm-hmm. that we actually recorded our very first episode a year ago today. Are you serious? Yeah. Literally today. Oh no shit. So we are exactly one years old today. Mm. Happy birthday, folks! Yeah, happy birthday! Cheers, happy birthday. Birthday. Cheers boys! Cool. Last one time, year. last time I drank a beer at one years old, I was one years old. <laughs> <laughs> so what's going on, fellas? How's how's it going? It's been going good. Yeah. What have you been up to? I've been watching uh, Evil Dead movies like crazy. Oh yeah. <laughs> I've, I've. Why would you do that? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That's just what Mike does on a regular basis. Uh, it's true. I do. <laughs> Mike said some. I almost don't even want to say this. What, last night? Mike said some words to me last night. When I we don't, were in bed. I don't, I don't, in bed. <laughs> we were just laying there cuddling like we normally do. And he said something to me that I have never heard him say, and I didn't think that he would ever say. It hurt a little bit. It, it, hurt, to, <laughs> it hurt to hear it, honestly. He goes, to be, to be honest with you, I'm a little evil deaded out. Which is... What? what, what? Seems, I know. Seems borderline sacrilegious well, for Michael to say. I had come over to your place to uh, watch our final movie, which was the remake last night. Right. And I had watched two cuts of Army of Darkness that day, plus a documentary on Army of Darkness after it. So right. that right there is like six hours of nothing but Army of Darkness, uh-huh. of the same stuff over and over. 
And then I've been, I watched, you know, you had your first Evil Dead, and then also the, the documentary that comes on the ultimate set of that. Then you have Evil Dead 2 that also has a hour and like 45 minute long documentary on the blu-ray of that so it's like and i've watched and i watched i think that documentary like one and a half times because i wanted to go back and see stuff like i've just watched so much of it lately that well and i think i'm i'm not evil deaded out but it's it's also because i don't watch it as frequently as you do mm-hmm. like you i do i'll watch i'll watch one of the movies at least once every i don't know maybe once a month or so <laughs> really yeah, is it probably, really that frequent wow. i actually i watch the documentaries a lot more than i watch the movies mm. just because you can put it on the background you can just listen to it without yeah. having to watch it and i like you know getting boners s- smart getting boners <laughs> Smart boners. <laughs> what about you, Jay? What have you been up to, man? Oh, I took a little trip this past week. Uh, drove up through the old Canadia from Michigan. Where were you guys? Because y- you guys were posting pictures, and it looked awesome. I, uh, we went through Canada, through Niagara Falls, to Buffalo, New York. Drove down through Vermont, and then into New Hampshire, where we stayed for a few days at a ca- uh, log cabin on the lake. A cabin Big. in the woods, which yes. is pretty appropriate It was for this a cabin in the show. woods. And uh, stayed there for a few days. And huge, glorious, mountainous landscapes over on the other side of the lake. And then had a uh, on Sunday had a wedding in Boston for someone I didn't know. <laughs> where uh, were you working it? No, we were going there. It was <laughs> I, I was no, working no, the you, dance floor, baby. I mean, where are you working it? <laughs> no, I was there as a, attending as a guest. Oh, it was right a uh, my fiance her um, family. It's a one of her uh, her brother's best friends that's been around since they were little wee wee kids. <laughs> And uh, and uh, he's like a second son to them. So Mike is still a little wee wee kid. He's yep. still a little wee-wee just that kid. little wee wee. So yeah, but it was a good time though. Good man, that sounds like a good time. I have I need to I need to travel. It's been a long time since I've gone anywhere. I'm going up to the mighty Pinnabog Ooh. in a few weeks. Are you gonna go with us? I have to check on that. I just saw it last night. Yeah, I just sent it out last. I, we usually we usually go on like a, a camping trip and a kayaking trip every single year, and this year things just didn't fall into place. And then Aaron and I were talking a couple of days ago. We're like, we need to at least go kayaking. Mm-hmm. It's up near Badex, so it's up by my folks' house. So we're gonna go hit the river for a day, go back to my parents' house, and have a cookout. It's gonna be fun. I mean, it's something we've been doing for what eight years? Seven or eight years? Seven or eight years. Row, so yeah. to not do it seems weird. Yeah, but so. this has nothing to do with movies. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Listen, this is just giving people a glimpse of, of our lives, our real lives, Michael. Speaking of real lives, uh, we are talking about the Evil Dead series. Yes, we are. And this Finally! Is, this is real life shit, as far as Mike is concerned. Uh-huh. Um, we've been waiting. We actually did this. We, we waited for, kind of, we wanted to wait until kind of a big episode. So this is our one year episode. And it's also... The closest episode that we have to Mike's birthday, which was That's actually... actually not true. The last episode that we did was closer to it. <sighs> Technically. Why do you have to... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We're still considering this your your, your birthday episode. Oh, what'd you get me? Because we took a... Uh, you know what I got you. I got Mike the... Uh, it won't come until October. <laughs> uh, aside from that, aside from blowies. He got me a he got me a little tube of preparation H. Mm-hmm. It was, yep. it was nice. Mm-hmm. I got Mike the uh, what the hell is it? Oh, the Jaws soundtrack. That Mondo tease is yeah. uh, is it? Mondo puts out some Mondo pretty, puts out really cool really do, vinyls, yeah. and Mike just kind of recently started getting back into vinyls, so yeah. I got him the. I spent the entire day the other day <clears> listening <throat> to soundtracks too. I'm getting really into the soundtracks, and that's why I bought you one. 
I and I found out because I, I know because I, I know my man. If you hey babe, <laughs> if uh, if you follow our Instagram at all, you'll notice that I found out that if you listen to the Evil Dead Two soundtrack, because this whole week has been nothing but Evil Dead. Sure, why not? If you listen to the Evil Dead Two soundtrack while playing Zelda Breath of the Wild, yeah, it is epic. Yeah, <laughs> it makes that game so much more enjoyable. I can see that. I I I'm guessing almost any game would be more enjoyable Probably. while listening to the Evil Probably, Dead Two but... soundtrack. And in October, you can do it with the Jaws soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I got him. That's kind of a bummer. You have to wait that long to get your birthday present. Is, is, it, is it just I'm like... I'm still uh, waiting on that Mayan death whistle, so... So it's just like an hour <laughs> over and over of... It was like... I'm just going to swim in the game just for an hour. Flip to side B. It's it's in reverse. So anyway, folks, this week we are talking about uh, the Evil Dead franchise in its entirety. Um, sort it, of. Sort of in its entirety. Sort of in its entirety? In the movies in the entirety. Because well, we, we, we might mention the TV show, but we're not going to get in depth about the TV did show. Did you end up rewatching it? I did not. Okay. I did not. I, I wanted to, and uh, it just it wasn't going to happen. So, uh, so this week... We are talking about Evil Dead, so Mike went out and got uh, from from Bee Nectar, Bee Nectar Meadery, which uh, Mike didn't know this, and if you if you if you don't know, mead is made with honey, which means that our our good buddy Jay here cannot drink this. I, however, figured that out before I fed it to him. Unlike <laughs> unlike some people here. Yeah, he's not jamming lactose down <laughs> Jay's throat like I do. I, I would have had a drink a sip and I would have been like three fucking weeks, Michael. <laughs> it's been three weeks. <laughs> so uh, from from Bee Nectar, which is uh, this is in Michigan. It's yep. in uh, crap. Do you see? Do you know where it's right around here somewhere, isn't it? Oh, uh, for, uh, Ferndale, yeah, Ferndale, Ferndale Michigan. Yep. It's literally down the street from us. Yep. Um, this is called Necromangocon. I, I, can you imagine why we picked this? Necromangocon. <laughs> it's the label's really cool. It looks like a, a leather-bound book with a demon face on the it front. It looks like the Necronomicon. It looks like the number Necronomicon. Yeah. So, uh, bee nectar meadery. Mm, I'll swallow this. Many years. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't. I gotta do it. Oh, that was amazing. Go with it, man. Keep it going. Are you gonna? Okay. We're not. No, fuck you. We're not editing that out. All right, hold on. Swallow this. Many years ago, a mysterious book was discovered by a group of friends in Ferndale, Michigan basement. A translation of its contents revealed the recipe for an ancient beverage using mango juice, honey, and a black pepper. Just, just one. Just one. <laughs> just one black pepper. What they didn't realize was that creating the beverage had dire consequences. Stricken by fear after its completion, the friends tried to contain the terrifying forces inside this very bottle. Once opened, however, no one can say for sure if it can be conquered. Defend your soul or join us. Be smart. Be as smart. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, no, yeah, you, man. You got you got to take it over. Right? Yeah. So uh, so, anyways, let's crack this baby open real quick and uh, give it a try. Not you, Jay. I was saying. Uh, I was saying earlier. It's it's cool. It's very rare that we actually have a beer that is based entirely off of the movies we're talking about. Yeah. Um, and not and this one, you know, Necromangocon 
obviously, like we said before, it's in reference to the Necronomicon. Yeah. You know, that was originally an H.P. Lovecraft. Mm. I believe, if, I, if, if memory serves, it, it first, that Necronomicon first showed up in H.P. In Lovecraft story from like the late 20s. It's called The Hound. Oh. Yeah. You looked it up, didn't you? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe the demon Because you resides. certainly didn't know that a couple of minutes ago. <laughs> um, was it 27, though? Uh, I, I, I didn't okay. see the date. But regardless, though, it's cool. This is actually about uh, Evil Dead. So, Jay, you want a little bit of Devil's Cut? To oh, cheers, cheers with some Devil's Cut. All right. All right, cheers, boys. Let's give cheers. this a try. Ooh, it's very meaty. Wow. <laughs> hey, stop being so meaty, all right, James? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I actually, that's, that's I, really good. I like everything from bee nectar. It it's really like a cider. It's, it's kind of well. That's I mean, mead is like it's. I guess that makes sense. Like honey, what is it considered? Honey, um, like honey wine almost. Or I don't really taste any mango in it though. I can definitely taste. I can taste the necro. I can taste that one black pepper. That's like, <laughs> it's, it's sticking out to me. Just one. It's weird that they only used one black pepper for the recipe. What's weird is that you... Because you really can taste it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> That's really good. I like everything from Bee Nectar, oh. to be honest with you. I, I got... It's uh, tasty. They're always at the Renaissance Festival, which... Can we go to the Renaissance Festival this year? I, sure. I love going to the Renaissance Festival. I think it's so awesome. It's the best people watching in the entire world. Plus, you know what? We could we could dress up as... I always wanted to dress up, and everybody's like, no, it's dumb. We could dress up as people from Army of Darkness. Yes. Done. See? Done. There you go. Done. You dress up as Ash. You dress up as Sheila. There you go. <laughs> and I'm going to wear a hockey player's outfit. <laughs> Perfect. Skates and all. Okay, that sounds that sounds good. All right, anyway, uh, listen, uh, it's been two weeks since yeah. we've done a show. Did we say anything we stupid? We still got shit wrong. Did we really? We did. Not a lot, not a lot. Well, it's not, I mean, just because we waited two weeks doesn't mean that we <laughs> doesn't didn't magically say go away. <laughs> all right, well, let's talk about the dumb things we yeah. said then. Stupid! You're so stupid! All right, so last week, literally... Mere moments, minutes after we posted the episode, Vito was already calling us for a correction. <laughs> and his like correction a, was, like we're 50 hound. weeks old, not 50 years old. He felt very inclined to point that out to us. <laughs> apparently we said we were 50 years old. <laughs> um, and it also, feels like 50 years. Being in this room with you for 50 weeks in a row. It does. It feels it like does. 50 years. It does. Uh, and then the other thing that we got wrong is uh, I said that Nicolas Cage's Season of the Witch movie uh, was set in Salem. Because I just assumed because I didn't watch it because it kind of looked like a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, no, it's set in 14th century Europe. I was just a little bit off. <laughs> oh. oh, okay. And that's it. Uh, oh, that's, that's it. That's it. All right then. I know. Super easy this week. Well, I guess it's time for the bleed feed then. folks. If you were thinking about getting your whore news elsewhere, well, get your rack together, you primitive screwheads. Because it's the bleed feed. Take it away, Charlie. Nice. Charlie! <laughs> Where is this Charlie you're always referring to, old-timey guy? I don't know. I don't know. That's what I was looking for, too. I always wait for him to answer, and Charlie never answers. All right. So <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got a lot to get to tonight, so we're going to keep this brief yet good. Brief yet good. <laughs> Brief yet good. Uh, we have a couple deaths this past week. Um, uh, the biggest one, in my opinion, is rest in peace to Haruo Nakajima. Mm. 
uh, the original actor who played Godzilla put on the suit, played Godzilla for 12 films straight. I believe it was a dozen films he was in. Nice. He went from being super scary Godzilla to kind of wacky Godzilla by mm. the end of it. And you know what? I God bless him because I love those movies so God, much. Godzilla bless him. What he was able to do in a giant cumbersome rubber mm-hmm. suit was pretty amazing. <laughs> Here, so I was listening to something a couple days ago, and I didn't do my research on this, but I trust what I was listening to. The original Godzilla suit, because mm-hmm. right after the war, rubber was still a premium yeah. and it, it, they there wasn't a lot of it available to make a giant rubber suit the original godzilla suit was made of concrete what weighed almost 200 pounds wow i mean i've heard that it weighed a lot but concrete that's that's what i was told i'm i'm, I'm going on what i heard but i don't that they've never been wrong where'd you hear this i uh, hollywood babylon and garmin does his research oh yeah well so i will i if it's wrong i'm gonna do the research after this i didn't have time to look it up but if it's wrong i'll correct myself but i'm pretty sure he's right because he's never been wrong before it seems like I mean, it seems like you can make it from so many things other they, than concrete they, they molded <laughs> it they molded it and strapped it to him weird that's impressive that's yes or maybe parts of it were i don't know but he he claims that it weighed almost 200 pounds i mean i i can see i've heard that before Mm -hmm. but i i didn't know that it was i mean it might not have been huge blocks of concrete obviously it's probably like thin pieces of concrete sure but still weird you definitely need to look into that a little more if i'm wrong then so be it um how did he die uh you know i'm actually not sure how he died did it? Did no? Did, I don't, about it? No, the article I was reading didn't say it. I didn't write it down. Oh, okay. He had a huge down. amount of concrete fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> he was the original suit fell on top of him. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, also, uh, in the in the dead files this week, the dead files um, is Dex, uh, Dexter <clears throat> composer Daniel Lich. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I'm saying his last name right. L i c t h Lich. Licked probably. Licked. Licked. Yeah, probably. maybe. Okay, so Daniel Licht, uh, he was 60 years old, passed away from cancer. Mm. Uh, his work is most notably though from uh, from the TV show Dexter, the, mm-hmm. that theme song, and then all of the theme music throughout the entire show. I always loved that theme. Loved song. it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely loved it. Um, he also did um, uh, compositions for Hellraiser Blood- Bloodline, mm. Children of the Corn two and three, Thinner, Stephen King's Thinner, uh, as well as a slew of others. So he's definitely done his fair share of horror stuff. Awesome. So. Uh, so big rest in peace to uh, to Daniel. Absolutely. Uh, okay, what else we got in the news here? Um, I got a bunch here. I'm not going to go through it all. I'm going to get to the important stuff. Pick and choose. Uh, Pick and John choose. Carpenter is returning to directing. Nobody cares about that. This guy. is exciting to me. <laughs> um, it's not going to be a feature or anything, but uh, we've mentioned in the past how he is producing uh, two television shows. One is an anthology show, uh-huh. and the <clears> other <throat> one is called Nightside, which is based on the literary series of the exact same name. Uh, Carpenter is bring, coming on to direct... Nightside? I thought you yeah. said earlier it was called Nightshade. No, Nightside. I oh, might have night... read it wrong. Oh, okay, it's Nightside. Right. Uh, he is going to be directing the pilot uh, for this TV series. Oh, just the pilot? Yep. Uh, and it's being written by a guy named David Hayter, who is who wrote X-Men 1 and 2. Oh, cool. So he's got a bit of a pedigree. Um, so that's exciting to see John Carpenter back in the director's chair. Absolutely, It's been yeah. way too long. Definitely. Um, What's the last thing he directed? The even? Ward. Oh really? Yep. <laughs> I fell asleep um, during that I think movie. It, I think that was the last thing. I don't think the, any of the Masters of Horror were after that. I need to rewatch that movie because I I yeah I fell asleep. While I watching actually it. enjoyed it the second time. I didn't like it the first time I watched it. We actually watched it together. Yeah. And I didn't care for it. Neither did you. But I rewatched it in the last year or so. Yeah. And I actually enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, I got a re- lot more than I did the I first time. I have to time. revisit it because so, I yeah. That's I not never... to say that it's great, but you know. Sure. 
Um, we're huge Chucky fans. Uh, Cult of Chucky is being released on October 3rd, and this is exciting. Along with that release, we are getting a documentary on the franchise called The Dollhouse. Cool. So that's pretty awesome. I don't know if it's coming with the bundle, like if it's a special feature or if it's going to be separate. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But um, a lot of these movies are getting sweet documentaries on their, their features list. Their so special features. Keep cool. doing it. I think the Scream Factory uh, symptom is catching on. You know, people want to... Well, I mean, if you, especially like the the horror community, it's it's a it's one of the communities who still consistently buy physical physical media. So, mm -hmm. if you want to entice them even more to continue buying physical media, put some extra shit on there. You mm -hmm. know, mm -hmm. goes without saying. Um, let's see here. NBC is rebooting the Munsters, <laughs> which would be exciting if they weren't setting it in hipster Brooklyn. Yeah, it's Ooh. it's the Munsters trying to fit in specifically hipster Brooklyn. Uh, the show is being uh, created by Seth Meyers. Yeah. So like, like hmm. he's usually good, but I don't know about this. This is not. Uh, you know, I but know. I guess I, I if you're gonna redo the Munsters, I, don't get me wrong. It sounds a little wonky. Yeah, but if you're gonna do it, like. The whole thing with the monsters back back when it was on television before was they were trying to fit in with normal people and mm -hmm. I mean that's it, like with pop culture the way it is now like you you see all these TV shows that are they're set in that same yeah. kind of setting like that's that's what's popular. But how many right shows now. though try to like play off of that like hipster aesthetic though? Yeah, it's it's so overdone now and, so, and you're it's I don't know man it just it doesn't seem right to me it seems like a very forced culture clash. Yeah, you know. Well, that's kind of what monsters the, what the monsters is though it's a forced culture clash in i a way. do i do want to start i'm i'm definitely I'll, I'll wait and see you know like i'll check it out do want to start a petition though for the actor who i want to play herman monster though who's that putty <laughs> from seinfeld oh uh, uh david warburton yes. is it david warburton yeah yeah he also played the tick in yeah, the original yeah. tick series i was gonna ask you if they I had want... any of the uh, actors list uh, no 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 this is this is i don't think they've done any casting yet uh, as far as i know but I think I think he would be a great uh, a great Herman Munster, <laughs> you know. Uh yeah. That, I, well, yes, maybe the I whole don't know. cast of Seinfeld <laughs> <laughs> playing. <laughs> I think. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I think it's Patrick Warburton. Patrick Warburton. That's it. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. You're right. Okay. Um, what else we got here? Um, if you're a fan of the Hannibal TV series, which I know a lot of people were, I, I did not watch it yet. I've been meaning to. Uh, I think you watched a little bit of it, didn't you? Uh, I got into like the first half of the first season, and then I kind of fell off because I was watching so many other things. But mm -hmm. I, it was pretty awesome. Like, yeah, it was, well, it's it had was, a huge following. Yeah, it was. I know the one was canceled. People were like, "What? Yeah, this is what? This is, whatever." Um, well, uh, 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 Brian Fuller, the creator behind it, mm -hmm. uh, has uh, announced that conversations have begun on already reviving the series. So I think it's only been gone for like two years, and they're already and there's been such a demand for it still, like. Has it been two years already? I, I think maybe a year or two years. I think it's two years. Maybe it's only been a year, but still, it hasn't been nothing longer than that. Now reviving it for the same probably picking it right for back the same up. network. Or? I would imagine picking up right where it left off. Interesting. Probably maybe a different network though. They probably need somebody else to pick it back up. But it seems like there's enough just interest take, in it. Just still. take it to Netflix. That's where everything that's exactly, goes anyway. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, speaking of television, um, a couple years ago we got a really fucking awesome Judge Dread remake mm -hmm. that was starring Carl Urban. Mm -hmm. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. Carl Urban. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he has always been a big proponent of that series and really wants to play the character again. Uh -huh. Well, 
they're coming out with a new TV show called Judge Dread Mega City One. And it's about it's not about one single judge. It's about a whole mess of them. But Carl Urban's going to be in it. Carl Urban wants to be in it. He oh, said nice. that if they'll have them, that he's there because cool. he wants to. He wants it. The fans want it. So he's yeah. he's in talks for if it. If he's if he's into it, I don't see why they wouldn't. Sure. You know. And that remake did did really well. As did opposed it, as opposed to the RoboCop remake that came out around the same time that mm. was <laughs> not that oh, great. I thought, I thought you liked the RoboCop uh, remake. I, mean, I didn't hate it, but it wasn't. Yeah. anything to write home about it was sure it exists <laughs> they made it they sure made that movie <laughs> they sure did um you know what uh let's and let's and and with one last thing here um all right so uh this past weekend annabelle um uh creation creation came out in theaters and uh attached to that uh movie was a five minute scene from the new it movie so people will get their first taste of a full scene of pennywise in action with uh, Georgie, right? It was the the scene with yeah, like with the paper the, bow the paper down, bow the very down iconic the scene. Yeah, yeah. Um, we did not go see Annabelle Creation. <laughs> yes. However, some lovely soul decided to video cam on it and put it on the interwebs. Which don't get us wrong, we we don't we don't like when people cam stuff. Really, I mean, yeah, it's kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's kind of shitty. But that being said, but, my but I assume so was Annabelle Creation. <laughs> Uh, actually, I think it's getting pretty decent reviews. Is it? It's I. Um, I think people are saying that they liked it. Definitely liked it more than the first. Okay, one. Okay, I heard the first one wasn't that good. So I haven't I was, seen the first. So one I was yet, I'm, so. I was skeptical of it. Yeah. But all right, I'll take your word for it. Word all for the it. trailers looked it looked pretty damn Listen, scary. I'm gonna go spend my money to see it regardless of yeah. whether a little trailer gets that gets teased or whatever. Sure. Like, like this wasn't Comic Con or anything where you're taking business away from people. Like like well, this is fine. Yeah. My our, um, our buddy Carney he sent me a link and he's like, did you see this? And I was you know I was like, what is this? And he's yeah. like, it's it's two minutes of. Of it, of, of that five minutes. I didn't know what it was at first. I so I didn't know it was a cam when I thought I thought maybe they just released something. I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, they released a scene. So he sent it. It was a cam, uh, and you know, like I said, I was like, ah, God, I kind of feel guilty about watching this, but at the same I time, <laughs> I wasn't gonna not watch it. So anyway, what did you think about it? Uh, well, this, like I said, the scene in question is when he's playing with his boat and it goes down the drain, and then Pennywise is in the in the drain or whatever. Um, I have been leery about Pennywise from the get-go because I did not think that his performance was going to even touch the sheer creepiness that the original Pennywise came with, with, you know, Mark Curry's. Why do you always oh, say Mark Curry? You always, always say Mark Curry. Tim, Tim Curry. Curry, you Tim stupid Curry. son of a bitch. We're not playing double there. Um, <laughs> That's Mark Summer. It's Mark <laughs> Every time <laughs> this exact thing has happened at least twice already. Just continue. Um, I can pleasantly say that I was thoroughly impressed by this. Um, it it there, he lost me a little bit towards the middle of his uh, monologue, a little bit. He started. I, I started hearing more of Bill Skarsgård than I did Pennywise, in a little bit of it. However, the beginning and the end where he's all kind of uppity and clowny. And saying, ah, Georgie, Georgie. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, it's perfect. Like, the way, it's, the way he's almost got like sort of a, it's almost like a New Jersey accent or something. Like little, that. The way Tim Curry played yeah, it. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's totally unique to him. Mm-hmm. However, it's pulling from a lot of those Tim Curry uh, undertones. I think, like, it's, I think it's Mark Summer. Mark Summer, that's the one. <laughs> um, it's pulling from a lot of like what Anthony Bourdain does. <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Get, get um, back. No, but I, I really did like it. In all seriousness, though, I really, really did like it. And and I'm back on the hype train for, for it. Like, uh, I, I, I hope that they don't... I hope that they don't overstay his welcome. And I hope that they keep it, like, focused. The movie is about the kids. It's not about Pennywise. And I hope that they remember that. Because a lot of times the focus, like, the original one, the focus was on the kids. Yeah. Pennywise was just a part of the story. Right. Um, and I hope that they, the film remembers to do that still. Well, I mean. Is what I, I hope. Well, and we've talked about it, too, before. They're going to show a lot more of Pennywise's forms in this movie. Yes. So, I don't, you know, I think, I obviously, he's going to be a... He's going to be a very a, pre- a very present sure. character, but I you know I don't think that they will overdo it. I, I'm 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 optimistic. I trust I'm the filmmaker's it, so. judgment. Like uh, Andres Muschietti, he's he's a good director. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that he knows what he's doing. Um, I liked I liked this scene. I did text you and I texted Carney this right after. I was like, I really like what uh, Skarsgård did with it. I was his voice reminded me a lot of Hoggle from the Labyrinth. I can see it. Uh, which I, I, see it. I think he was played by Brian Henson, Jim Henson's mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole time I was listening to it, I was like, he sounds like Hoggle. Which, I, you know, it didn't bother me. Like, I still I still liked it, and I think that he's going to do a really good job with sure. it. Um, one of the things that we couldn't see, because it was a cam, so it was kind of shitty quality, people were talking about it on uh, the Do You Love Horror uh, Facebook group. Yeah. Which, if you love horror... Uh, our buddy from Beyond the Void, uh, Alex, he started this group called Do You Love Horror on Facebook. I, I, it's it's ever gr- it's ever yeah. growing. Yeah. Like it's there's tons of members now. Uh, lots of cool conversations. Lots of people sharing just everything having to do with horror, and everybody's really cool. So uh, if you love horror, get in get in there and, and and join that Facebook group. But they were talking about it, and one of the things that we couldn't see in that clip because of the cam is that like. When, you know, when Pennywise says, like, uh, he's like, you look like you've got a lot of friends. And yeah. and then he says something about his his older brother, Bill, mm-hmm. um, being his best friend. And apparently in that moment, like, somebody said Pennywise starts to drool a little bit. Really? Yeah. And he, he it's, it's literally like he's an animal, like, stalking his prey. You know what I mean? Huh. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, like, I, can, I, mean, I, I couldn't see it in that clip. I went back and watched it again to see if I could see the drool. I couldn't see it. But if he's actually doing that and he's, like, you know what I mean? It's like a, like a, like a wolf, like, looking at its yeah, prey and, like, starting salivating. to salivate. Yeah, like, that's yeah. it's pretty it. badass. I'm into it. So, September 28th is when it comes out. So, very soon here. So, September 28th is when we will be at the theater. Yes. 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 <laughs> I kinda, that I, is I really would like to go see it opening night, personally. Driving? Driving. Yeah. Uh, as long as it's the second. As long as it's the second, as long as it's the second feature, because we yeah. don't want to risk uh, having... It's true. It's going to be a very dark movie, so... Actually, by September 28th, the sun should be going down at a reasonable time. So that's true. Yeah. That's anyway. True. Anyway. Um, um, yeah, I that's think... it, guys. That was the bleed feed. Those are the stories that made the cut. Boom! That was the news. All right. Let's uh, take a break here and let's dip our feet into the evil dead pool. Join us. Now, that there is such a thing as 
a living evil, a dark and shapeless thing that lives not in the spaces that we know, but between them, in the dark, in the night. Now listen carefully, because there isn't much time. Listen and believe, because it's all true. Throughout this, they'll see faces ripped apart with hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description. Welcome back. It is time to talk about the single greatest movie franchise to ever grace the silver screen. You are not wrong, my friend. I am not wrong. I know I'm not wrong, and thank you for telling me (laughs) that. I actually didn't watch any of them, so this is mostly (laughs) on you. (laughs) You know, Jay Jay told me something earlier today. Oh, jeez. Broke my goddamn heart. Oh, no. Broke my heart. Oh, no. Jay. He's never seen any of the Evil Dead movies. All right, I confess. I've never seen any of them. <laughs> movies that make <laughs> Justin, Justin a douche. douche. <laughs> uh, Jay. And I've known of them. And I just... You're just a real piece of That's work, it. my friend. Dude. And I was out of town all this week with no service of anything. So I couldn't even, like, on vacation, sit back and watch a... Uh, I watch it online or anything. I you need to catch up on them because I think you'll you'd actually really like this entire series. Oh, I, I wholeheartedly so agree. Actually, if it's you so if you don't like this entire series, you're probably you're living your life as an idiot. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's, <laughs> you know, as a screwhead, like that, as, as, a, as a primitive screwhead. Oh, you got to write that down. There you go. Because <laughs> uh, this this whole series is just so much fun. Like the and also like there's just such a storied history. Yeah. For the whole series, like mm-hmm. the, the the first movie that we're going to be talking about, The Evil Dead, mm-hmm. 1981. But before we get there. What? Before we get there. Oh. Well, when was the first time that you saw it? Like, what was your, your first... I feel like when I, whenever I ask people this, everybody has seen this movie at different parts in their lives, yet it's always very uh, memorable to them. Yeah. Like, do you remember what yours was? Yes. Um, the first time that I saw it was... It was me and my buddy, uh, Greg. Mm-hmm. And we... Somehow we he had a VH like his 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 parents would rent movies and then they would do the you know they would they would watch it but also record it yep. to another yep. VH, VHS to like you know uh, expand their collection and we were going through their collection one time and uh, and I and I saw this this tape that said The Evil Dead and we were looking for a, a horror movie to to watch and we're like what the hell is The Evil Dead we had no idea we were mm-hmm. probably I want to say maybe. 11 or 12 years old. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to say. Probably wrong. But we popped it in, we watched it, and we were just completely blown away. We were like, what the hell is this movie? This is incredible. I'm I'm, I'm so happy that you watched it the way you did because this is one of the... I talk about this frequently about how I, uh, I still buy and, excuse me, add VHS to my collection on a regular basis mm-hmm. because I feel... And mostly I only buy genre movies mm-hmm. because I feel as though... There's something about, especially horror horror genre movies, yeah. 
there's something about a scary movie that is just accentuated with the dirty, grimy graininess yeah. of a v, of a VHS. Yeah, for sure. It just it adds. Where every to, once in a while, you have to get up and hit that tracking button. And... Well, I have a good VCR, so I don't have to. Well, this was top a... of the line, all right. <laughs> this was back when top of the yes, line was. Yes. You only had to hit tracking five times during but your viewing. It, it adds something to it, and this and this the original Evil Dead is one of those movies that. It's almost it's it's stupid to watch it any other way. At least in my opinion, I don't. For your think, first time. For your first time. For the first time being exposed to it. Um, my roommate Jen, who I've talked frequently about, she has never seen any of these, and she watched the original one with uh, with me the other night. She had never seen it, and I was so delighted that she actually was like scared. Like yeah. she legitimately was like freaked out by this movie, mm-hmm. which I've seen it so many times it's lost on me at this point. Right. But like to watch somebody's first reactions to it and it still holds up mm-hmm. in all of its low budget kind of just dirty, grimy, total B movie aesthetic. Yeah. And it's still as effective today to somebody who hasn't seen it as it was back in the day. Yeah. I, I'd have to say I, I would enjoy if my first time was with you, Michael. Oh no, dude. Jay, Jay. <laughs> You, I, we will pop your cherry. Don't let, you even worry. Let Michael pop that thing, baby. Dude, you'll bleed everywhere. It'll be it'll be great. Um, anyway, it's my first time though. Uh, the Evil Dead, like this, this this is one of the movies that shaped my entire boner. That um, it clay <laughs> pottery. It, it shaped my entire view of how I. Uh, approach and uh, appreciate horror movies though uh the two movies in particular it was it was the evil dead and dawn of the dead mm-hmm. those I, those are the two movies my brother had them on dvd he didn't have a huge collection or whatever but he had them on dvd and this is before i was into horror movies and i remember i would go into his room and uh masturbate fiercely and then steal <laughs> and then steal one of those two movies and i would watch it all the time I wait was, so so hold on so your first time seeing Evil Dead was on DVD. It was. Oh, it was. No, 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 no. Such Trust a me. hypocrite. No, I know. I know. I know. Trust me. I know. Mm. I, I. But I appreciate. It. I've watched it on VHS though so many times. I remember the first time that I watched it on VHS. It, it was that same exact thing though. It's like it's just gross, and it's exactly how that movie should be watched. Yeah. Now, and granted, the DVD that 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 I watched though was not like a greatly. Digitally, it wasn't digital. like remastered or anything no, like that. No, I mean, that, it was yeah. better because it was DVD, obviously. Sure. But it wasn't like digitally remastered or anything like that. I think it was one of the first DVD releases of it. So it wasn't like totally clean. I'm sure the color temp was off. Like, mm-hmm. um, That being said, you watched it on Blu-ray. Uh, I, just, I let you borrow my Blu-ray yeah, copy. just a few days I, to ago. To this day, I've never watched it on Blu-ray. Are you serious? There's no point to it. I own it because I'm a completionist and I have to own it. I, there's no point to it though. Like for me at least, it's too it's too crisp. That kind of movie that has so many rough edges around it, watching a crystal clear copy of it ruins the aesthetic to me. I I want you to watch it and just and report back to me and and try to throw aside your whole like you know your your well, purist attitude I have about watched, it. We did I did watch Evil Dead Two on Blu-ray. Yeah, and so it's it's years difference obviously, but sure. like. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure I would appreciate it still. That well, being said, you, sh- it's... you should watch it, especially since you paid money for it and you own it. Do you know how many things I pay for that I've never watched? <laughs> how many? How many copies of of this? <sighs> I meant to count this. Were you dumb bastard? I meant Actually, to count this I think I you. I think you posted a picture of it on Instagram. I did. I've not added long since ago. then, though. Oh, I've added since then. Okay. Well, um, I have. Yeah, I don't count right now. Yeah, it okay. doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's 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 in the it's in the. 
twenties, right? Thirties, thirties, I believe. With the, with all the different formats together, I believe it's in the thirties at okay. this point. Right. And that's for the whole series. Sure, it's for the whole series. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm a bit of a a freak when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to it. <laughs> uh, all right, well, let's just let's let's jump right into it. Um, the Evil Dead, 1981. Uh, directed by and written by Sam Raimi. Sam, the Raim. The Raimi. story of the Evil Dead. Five college students take time off to spend a peaceful vacation in a remote cabin. A book and an audio tape are discovered, and its evil is found to be powerful once the incantations are read aloud. The friends find themselves helpless to stop the evil as it takes them one by one. With only one survivor left with the Evil Dead and the desperate... With one, only one survivor left with the evil dead and desperately tries to fight to live until morning. Why do I get these things off of IMDb? They're so, they're worded so because terribly. Because they're user, because they're user uh, updated, that's why. Well, I hope, you got, I hope you got the idea from what I just read, yes. like an idiot. Um, one thing that uh, you might notice right off the bat, well, one of the, the most famous parts about the Evil Dead series is, as we mentioned with the beer, is the Book of the Dead. Right. The Book of the Dead being the Necronomicon. Yes. Uh, the Book of the Dead is not called the Necronomicon in the first movie. Right. It is not. It is actually called the uh, Notorum Dumanto. Mm-hmm. That's uh, Professor Nobi, who is the uh, professor that finds the book and brings it back to the cabin to uh, decipher the book. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a he leaves behind a recording, which Ash and the Ash played by Bruce Campbell uh, find in the cabin, and they re- they play the recording. And that recording, because he recites the uh, uh, incantations, in- incant- incantations, brings the Evil Dead back. There's your setup to the movie. Uh, but I thought it was interesting, and I honestly, for as many times as I've seen this movie, I didn't actually realize that until I was kind of going through these movies with a, that, with a that comb. That he never calls it It's not called Necronomicon. the Necronomicon. Yeah. And it's funny, in uh, in Evil Dead 2, not to jump around, in Evil Dead 2, when he's listening to Professor Nobi, uh, the tape recorder again, where they're doing the um, the, the flashback, if you will, uh-huh. uh, the, the retelling of the first movie, he also calls it the uh, Natorum de Manto in that. Mm-hmm. However, in the intro to Evil Dead 2, mm-hmm. it's called the Necronomicon. Yeah. Roughly translated the Book of the Dead, right? Uh, or Necronomicon Ex Mortis, roughly translated Book of the Dead. So, it's weird. It's kind of like a, um, and then by Army of Darkness, it's only the Necronomicon, right? So it's kind of on this upward slope, like or like like you know, it starts as one thing and then it's like kind of mix of the two and then it's another thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird. I never noticed that between between these movies before. And then in the remake, it's back to being uh, Natorum Demato. Oh, is it? Yep. I didn't notice yep. that. I went back and actually watched it because I wasn't sure what he called it, and I double-checked it today. He does it. He reads it out loud. It goes, Natorum Dumanto. Like he, actually, he actually reads it out loud. Why would they do that, considering they wanted to... I don't know. Like, you'd think in the remake, well, which is not... It's not I a think, remake, really. I think it's that a... the name probably isn't all that important. It's the same book. They still refer to it as the Book of the Dead in all three. That's what all the fans know it as, though, is the Necronomicon, mm-hmm. you know? Which, which we'll get back to this when we talk about Army of Darkness, but I think that is a testament to as famous as the first movie is, the second two movies are just as big. Like, they yeah. never lost steam. And they're right. all super important for, you know, many different reasons. So aside from that that Sorry. you might notice, <laughs> uh, the other the other main thing that you might notice is all the, all the Michigan references, uh-huh. which is, you know, near and dear to our heart. Michigan boys. Sam Raimi... Uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, Rob Tapert, uh, 
Ellen Sandwise. Ellen's oh Ellen Sandwise is from here Ellen too. Ellen Sandwise, uh, who played Cheryl in this movie. Right. Uh, quick quick cast rundown. Bruce Campbell as the main Ash. Uh, Ellen Sandwise is Cheryl. She's probably the most recognizable deadite uh, from the trailer and whatnot. Yeah. She's the I'll smell your soul. She never says that in the first movie, does she? Yeah. Does she? Oh, oh, you know what? You no, know what? that's that's the second movie. Yeah, <laughs> look ah, at you, look at me, super fan over here. Well, once a month, asshole. damn it. <laughs> Whatever. Um, you have uh, Richard uh, Demanincor. Demanincor. Demanincor, uh, who plays Scott. He's actually credited as Hell Hell Delrich mm-hmm. uh, for uh, it was because of SAG reasons. Uh no. No, that was Teresa Tilly, who uh, whose name was Sarah York. I thought it was him and Teresa Tilly. I thought it was just Teresa Tilly. Oh, well, whatever. Well, Teresa Tilly, <laughs> who plays uh, Shelley, was credited as Sarah York. She always liked the name Sarah, and she always liked New York. Look at that. She actually, so she uh, she changed her name for this movie because she had, like, literally the month before, had gotten just her, got her, SAG, her SAG certification. She got her SAG card. She was suspended from SAG for six months after they found out she once was in you, this movie. <laughs> once you're a SAG member, you cannot do non-SAG movies. Right. That's crazy. Right. Um, and then lastly, you have Betsy Baker, who played Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so five, pretty much five characters in the entire movie, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where did we leave off at, though, before we were talking about the cast? Michigan. Michigan. There we go. So uh, Ellen Sandwise also from Michigan. I think most, actually, I think they were all from Michigan, yeah, if I'm not mistaken. Probably. Um, Cheryl, however, uh, uh, Bruce Campbell and Ellen Sandwise were both in the um, short film called Within the Woods that Sam Raimi also directed. That was basically, it was a half an hour short film that they used to raise money to get the funds for the Evil Dead. Right. Um, and it's sort of the same story, only it's a little bit flipped. Bruce Campbell plays the monster that gets... Uh, possessed rather than and Ellen Sandwise. Rather than Ellen Sandwise, right. and Ellen Sandwise plays basically the Ash character. Mm-hmm. So the roles are uh, roles are a little bit flipped, um, but it's a really cool short. You can find it on uh, YouTube if you if you're interested and you've never seen it before. Um, no real uh, good. Just to reiterate, that's called Within the Woods. Yes. If you want to watch it. Yeah. Uh, there's no really good copies of it available. They've been. Bruce Campbell at one point in time was actually in the process of remastering it mm-hmm. and then it just died. I don't know why. They've never released it publicly. So what you're going to find on YouTube is basically a fan somehow got a hold of a crappy, really crappy uh, print of it. What was shot and on just 16 super, millimeter, super eight. Oh, super 8. I believe it was Super 8, yeah. yeah. Um, and so it's it's super shitty. Like Sound goes in and out. The audio <laughs> goes in and out. But it's definitely watchable, though. Mm-hmm. I actually just watched it today. Um which I noticed some other stuff, but we'll get to that. Um, yeah, so she, uh, uh, Ellen Sandwich, who played Cheryl, was actually in that one as well. Mm-hmm. So it's it. So she for sure was part of the, the whole crew that put this together. Um, but yeah, lots of Michigan, lots of Michigan references. They didn't film it in Michigan though. They filmed it in Tennessee, right? Down in Morristown, Tennessee. The the original plan was to film it in Michigan, but mm-hmm. they couldn't find any good locations, so they ended up finding a place in Tennessee. Yeah. Uh, they did shoot some of it in Michigan. Uh, reshoots. Once they finished down in Tennessee, they came back. They shot a lot of stuff on tape. Rob Tabert's family farm in Sam Raimi's basement. Like, well, every everything that's shot in the cellar, because in in the movie, in the movie, there's uh, the cellar kind of plays a, a big role in the movie, because uh, in this cabin down in Morristown, Tennessee, uh, the cabin was amazing. But it didn't actually have a cellar, so yeah. in order to shoot those parts with like with uh, with Cheryl popping up out of the out of the trap door in mm-hmm. the floor, which it's pretty famous imagery. Like you see that shot of her kind of lifting up the door, and you see her demonic face. Um, 
that was all shot by just uh, they they dug a four foot hole yep. in cabin, the bo- in cabin the bottom of the didn't, cabin didn't and have a... right. So all the stuff that you see in the actual cellar was shot in Marshall, Michigan. Marshall. Marshall. <laughs> at uh, it was at Rob Tapert's his family his family. Uh, cottage basically yeah, yeah. and the, and then also there was some stuff shot in franklin michigan in uh sam raimi's mm-hmm. garage yep was it his garage yeah or uh, shed garage or, or shed like or yeah. basement at, at his house and yeah. they, they probably were all over the place yeah but um yeah uh the cabin which is probably next to ash the cabin is probably the most iconic character in the entire movie there is no evil dead without that cabin right um well and it's, it's and it's that like that particular cabin too like whenever you see a cabin in the woods movie Oh, they're they're all based off you. They're Red. all based right on like every single cabin in the woods movie that you see. The mm-hmm. cabin looks almost identical to the cabin in Evil Dead mm-hmm. because it's the best. Right, it doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so so the cabin itself though was crazy because they didn't um, they didn't when they showed up to that cabin, it was a giant piece of shit. Like it, they basically had to rebuild the entire cabin and then promptly destroy it for. For filming, it was literally a piece of shit. Yeah, <laughs> because they they said they said when they showed up, it like the doors had been like the doors weren't locked up or anything. Mm-hmm. So uh, animals had been just using it as their own little hideaway yeah. for years and like years. Wild there animals was, would just wander through it. There was literally like they said like four inches of shit, shit on the floors that they had to scrape out mm-hmm. and like and then they had to basically kind of rebuild the inside of the 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 entire cabin. Yep. Um. So anyway, let's let's get into the story a little bit. Sure. Um, uh, oh, go ahead. Uh, oh no, by all means. Oh no, no, no! You're the <laughs> you're the super fan who can't get lines right. From I know, the first right? And second right? movie. Um, hey, I'm not perfect. All right. Um, okay, so they find the uh, this, this recorder in the basement. I mentioned that earlier. They go into the basement at one point in time. They find this recorder. They bring it up. They listen to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the incantations are read aloud. From Professor Novi, Evil Dead comes back, and the first person that really gets a dose of the Evil Dead is uh, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. She goes out into the woods, stupidly in the middle of the night, looking for some sound that she. Heard. Well, yeah, it's the typical. <laughs> oh, I just heard something. Maybe I should Let's go. Let's go walk two miles into the woods in the middle of the night. That makes perfect sense. By myself in my underwear. There's pumas down there, <laughs> um, uh, and bears and Evil Deads. Yeah. Anyway, so she comes back. Uh, she gets raped by the woods. It's no big deal. She comes back to the house. <laughs> well, hold on. That's, I, I don't think we can just gloss over this part. This is this is a, 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 it's a pretty, point of contention <laughs> with well, yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a. I mean, it, it, it's pretty. It's pretty heavy. Like she's literally like the the vines from the trees are are yeah. wrapping around her. They get her in a, a, a kind of like a. Almost like when you see old pictures of torture when somebody's being drawn and quartered. Yeah. Like she's got a vine wrapped around each wrist, around each leg, and then it just spread. I saw a video like that about a couple hours before I came here. (laughs) She's just spread open. (laughs) What I... I saw. I I was watching one of the documentaries on on this, and she she wasn't... So right, right before this scene ends, you see just this... A branch that's probably the thickness of a baseball bat mm-hmm. just kind of comes out of nowhere and just mm-hmm. stabs her directly in the vagina. Yep. And yep. she was kind of unaware that they were going to do that. I don't buy it. 
You don't, I don't. I don't buy her. I've I've watched that documentary a handful of times. I do not buy her you know, whole. I didn't know what was going to happen. I think I. I don't buy it. Well, there's she, no way. She would first qu- off. She would have quit if they just she, threw a giant branch at her vagina. No, I think she, I think she knew that the scene. I think that she knew what 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 was going on. She probably didn't care because it was so cold and it was so everything. She was going to let them do whatever they wanted. That being said, <laughs> that's kind of an awful thing. It to is. Say. It is. But no, she even says that in the doc though. Like, like it was freezing cold down there. Right. Like, there was mi- conditions filming oh, she, this she movie was, oh, were she, miserable. Yeah, she actually says like, let's just do whatever yeah. we have to do to get this over she, with. She mentions in the doc that they added that. In post-production back in the day when you're shooting on 16 mil post-production is not what it was like today there's no way they could have added that in Mm -hmm. so she knew what was going on i don't buy for a second that she didn't know i think i think she just says that's half joking because oh i didn't know they they must have done that in post (laughs) like i think it's more that when, when she said it right personally okay um and the first time that she saw it was her mother was sitting next to her oh <laughs> supposedly <yeah. laughs> so i think it's kind of an ongoing thing where oh they just they just did it you know i, I don't believe it for a second that, that was real mm-hmm. um that's just that's just me though i know a lot of that stuff did happen on the fly so maybe she didn't realize how bad it was going to be <laughs> but come on um we're just gonna throw this thing right at your pussy and which which it's at it's actually <laughs> so, just prepare just, just yourself. Throw this up. right in. Just clench up. Um, it's actually though a pretty pivotal part of the movie though because that's the Evil Dead's sort of like an STD. She gets infected by the woods. Sure. Yeah. If, if in, in a matter of speaking, I guess. And then she spreads it to the to the rest of the people in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, Evil Dead now just became an STD. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway though, so so she gets attacked in the woods though. She gets basically impregnated by by the evils is what I take from it what I've always taken from it she goes back to the house and from there she gets on it's a it's a sleep uh the big decline uh slope that she's on mm-hmm. and she eventually turns into a deadite this undead creature of demon. the night demon a demon demon yeah. and then uh one by one she will take them and she did <laughs> <laughs> and uh and no one by one though all of the all the other characters though they either get killed or they turn into demons themselves she all of them turn into demons themselves at one point in time yeah. and uh ash is the ash doesn't make it out unscathed he actually turns into one as well sort of <laughs> sort of <laughs> um which we'll get there in a minute but yeah, Ash is the only one that kind of makes it out. He's the only one that fights them off, and um, and yeah, that's that's basically the entire movie. We'll talk about some our favorite parts and whatnot as we're discussing, but like, there's not much more to the plot. The plot is just basically him trying to survive against these demons that are taking over his friends. Right. That's it. So, what are some of your favorite parts of this movie? What are some of my favorite parts of this movie? Um, I was I was re energized about some parts when I watched it. Like I said, with my friend Jen, because she was legitimately scared by some parts. Uh, and I forgot how scary some of it actually is. Like when she, um, when Linda gets possessed and she has that cackle and she's sitting cross-legged in the middle of a doorway and she's got this super high-pitched like like baby doll <laughs> cackle. It's terrifying. It really is. I've, I've seen the movie so many times where, like I said, it's a bit lost on me how mm-hmm. scary it actually is. But when I saw it with somebody... You know, some, Who was when I saw some with some it, fresh yeah. meat, like <laughs> some like, fresh meat, <laughs> it really did. It reminded me how scary these parts are, uh-huh. and, and and how much I loved a lot of these parts. And that's one of the ones that really did stick out to me. I'm like, damn, that that part is so good. Well, and and uh, apparently that was just kind of on the fly too. Like she was originally 
her character, the character of Linda, was originally <laughs> supposed to kind of go a different direction. Yeah. And 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 uh, Linda, or not Linda, uh, um, Bet- Betsy Baker. Is that her name? Yep. Yeah, Betsy Baker said um, there was one point in time on set where she just started to kind of like. And they're like, oh, shit. Like, That's creepy. Let's go that direction with it. And let's not pretend that any part of this movie wasn't by the seat of their pants. This entire movie was filmed on the fly. Well, I mean, it, I was, mean, their, there was, it was their first time filming a, a sure, feature, so it was... But, like, like one, of, one of the people said in the documentary, the script was practically on napkins. Like, there wasn't, like, there was an outline, but the way that Sam Raimi shoots, and especially back then before he really knew what he was doing... Right. It was just, oh, well, let's try this, let's try this, let's do this, let's do that. Like, it's Everything was changing constantly. Yeah. That's why the continuity in these movies are all over the place. <laughs> there is no continuity in these movies. Well, they even said in the in the documentary for the first one, it's like, uh, we we would go back and we'd realize, like, because uh, throughout the entire movie, Ash is being just covered in blood. Yep. And then the next scene, he's clean. And they, then he's covered in blood again, next scene, he's clean. Yep. And that happens all throughout the movie. And they literally said in the documentary, like, we weren't paying attention to continuity, so we would go to do a shot, and we and somebody would just be like, "Oh, I think there was some blood right yep. here," and they would just mm-hmm. pour blood, just all willy nilly. The most, the the biggest offense in the entire series, again, not to jump ahead, but the biggest offense in the entire series when it comes to continuity to me is an Army of Darkness, where Ash's hair is like <clears throat> literally like four or five inches longer in some shots, and on other shots, it's completely cut up. And and it cracks me up every single time I see it because it's like back to back scenes where his hair is like multiple inches difference. I didn't notice that. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, once you see it, it'll drive you nuts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to uh, Evil Dead One though. Um, the other my other favorite part that always gets me every single time, and this is not unique in any way, shape, or form, is the pencil and the angle. Mm. Every single time I see that, it gets me. See and. I- to me, it's not even the pencil and the ankle. It's the way, Cheryl, no, it's not that. It's the way Cheryl pops up. Mm-hmm. It's the look on her face, and she she does this like so. Um, so Cheryl becomes possessed, and uh, and she does this floating in the air thing where she's talking about how she's gonna swallow everyone's souls, and then she falls on the floor, and they're all like, "What the fuck was that? Yeah, what the fuck was that?" <laughs> if you haven't Your sister does turn sorry, it into sorry. if you zombie. if you haven't seen the Evil Dead musical oh, find so good. find out where it is playing even if it's just an amateur production because yep. we saw an amateur production of it and it was incredible. Yep. It was so good. It was oh my god, it's 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 but, the greatest thing that you'll ever see on on a stage. Absolutely. It really is. Lots of blood. There's a splash fuck, zone. Fuck Les Mis. <laughs> fuck cats. <laughs> Evil Dead the musical. Evil Dead the musical is where it's at. But it's literally, it's like, they're, they're all like, what the fuck was that? And she's down on the floor. I've got and, some Shelly on my shoe. And you see and you see her reach for a pencil. To me, it's not even the stabbing of the, the Achilles tendon or the, I guess it's kind of in that space between yeah. the Achilles and the, the, the bone. between. Stop it. <laughs> um, it's, it's more so, like, the part that's scary about that scene to me is when Cheryl pops up with that pencil and the way she acts that scene out, like she's she does this really like over exaggerated, like she 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 pops up with the, her arm so far yep. above her head that yep. it's her arm or like her bicep she's out of her, is she's out of her mind. Like, like her bicep literally. is like almost behind her head. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she pops up like like this, where her arm is like reached all the way behind her head, and for some and she's got this huge 
demonic smile on her yeah. face. For some reason, that part freaks me out even more than the the following part, which is her just obliterating Linda's ankle with this pencil. Yeah. Speaking of 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 the the makeup and the way that she looks with the mm-hmm. big grin, uh, Tom Sullivan. You cannot talk about the Evil Dead without talking about Tom Sullivan. Uh, who he did everything he well, designed the book he did all the makeup effects he did all the creature effects he did he the, had probably the hardest job he on did the, the stop set. motion at the end the right. claymation like he did all of it and he was doing all this like it's not like he had a workshop no he was doing all this in this shitty cabin in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. like that's, I, mean, that's I think pretty he probably did a little was... bit before he came and he brought a lot of stuff with him, but he was constantly working though. Right. They were, well, they were changing um, things so often that he had to kind of adapt to it, you know? I've been lucky enough to meet uh, Tom Sullivan multiple times. He is he is just like the nicest dude you'll ever meet. Really? And he takes, like, you go to any, any um, if you're in the Michigan area, uh, or not even, I, I, don't, I don't think that he travels out too much, but any, like, all the big conventions, he's always there. And he's got the biggest Evil Dead like setup. He's got every like he's got the original Kandarian dagger. He's got the original Book of the Dead. He's got all the original facial appliances. He's got all the everything that he has comes with him in these big cases, and he basically sets up this like Evil Dead museum, and uh, and he'll talk to you for hours about everything there. It's it, he's he's awesome. If you're in the Michigan area and you and you have a chance to see him when he's out, one of these, I highly highly recommend that you go do it. That's cool. Um. And, but like yeah, his 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 work though was for what he had to work with, it was incredible. He used acrylic paint <laughs> on actors' face actresses' faces. What? Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> There's the part in the doc where he's like, I wasn't like he he kind of it comes off as like he really didn't know that you weren't supposed to use acrylic they didn't. paint. They and did. So he he was he was like an amateur, not amateur, but like he wasn't like and so Tom Savini or anything like that. He, he says, was Tom Sullivan. <laughs> he says like he says like I, he he's he's basically saying I don't know if you know anything about acrylic paint on skin, but the only way to get it off is basically like using a scouring pad. Yeah. So they would just be imagine taking a Brillo shit. pad to your eyelids. I took a. I, I did mm. something dumb one time. Like I have a, a this this tattoo on my left wrist here. I um colored it in with. A sharpie one time yep i was over at our buddy andy's house and i colored him with a sharpie and then before i went to bed i was like oh shit i should probably get this off of here because if i like sleep on it if i sleep sure. on my wrist i'm gonna have this on my face tomorrow so <laughs> i couldn't scrub it off and i i took one of those magic erasers to it because i was Ooh. drunk yeah and i'm also a little bit stupid <laughs> and i didn't realize like what you're doing is you're, you're removing skin you're removing the next day, I woke up and my wrist hurt so bad. I was like, "What did I just do?" Did you, did you get? Did you actually take part of the tattoo off? No, no, oh, no. Okay. I'm no, but it hurts so bad. So I can only imagine scraping away acrylic paint oh, from yeah. your neck and your face and shit like that. That's got to be terrible. Yep. Um, yeah, pretty but crazy. That, but all but, that. But that being said, he did an amazing job in this movie. There's there are some scenes where. Um, uh, they would have, I know, in the second movie in particular, when his hand gets infected. But I think there, I think there was one in the first <clears> movie too. Oh, maybe not. What are you talking about? I'm thinking about there's there are some scenes where um, he actually hand drew infection on like like I said in the second movie it was the hand. I'm trying to remember if there's anything in the first movie. Maybe there wasn't. Um, hand drew infection like where it would creep up. Yeah. You mean yeah? It happened on uh, Linda's ankle. That's the one. Yeah, yeah okay. like because Ash goes, so, he Ash pulls back the blanket was, to look at some, her yeah. ankle, and then that's one of the scary that 
the first time I ever saw this movie, that was the part that scared me the most was he goes to check on her, she's sleeping, and he pulls back the blanket and he sees the wound on her ankle and it looks normal at first and then all of a sudden right there on camera within three seconds, all the black vein like um all of, all of her, out. yeah, all of her veins, yep. like in capillaries, turn black, and, and it spreads up her leg, and then she pops up in bed, and she's a dead eye. Yeah, all it's of a a, sudden. it's essentially the same way you do stop motion. It's you draw a little bit of a thing, take you, a shot. You take a shot. You draw more. You take, take a, shot. a shot. It takes forever right. to do, and these actresses literally had to like just stand there for hours at a time, right, while they did this stuff. Another thing that. Um, that they that like I said, this movie was miserable for them to make. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever you see the deadites with the white contact lenses in their eyes, they were blind. They essentially had giant chunks of glass in their eyes that were just they're scleros, <clears throat> giant eye covering sclero lenses. Sclera. Sclera lenses, and but it covered their entire eyes, and they were not see through. Well, because ba- yeah, back then they didn't have like the you know. Oh, can you imagine? I can't even imagine when there's an eyelash in my eye. I can't even imagine having a giant plate of glass. Well, yeah, under, like back then they didn't have soft whew. sclera lenses, so this was literally it was it was a it was a hard contact yep. lens the size of your entire eyeball that had to be. It, they basically had to take like an applicator with a little suction cup on the end mm-hmm. and stick it into their eye. Yep, and then like release that suction cup, and the actors could only wear them for fifteen minutes 15 at minutes, a time. So, yeah. Otherwise, otherwise your eye literally starts to suffocate because mm-hmm. there's no oxygen getting to it, and that's that's pretty messed up. And not only is that messed up, and that's like a lot of pain to go through, and you're acting blind, but you you can only shoot for fifteen minutes yep. at a time. That sucks. And and the way that Sam Raimi shoots, that's probably next to impossible that's why this movie took so damn long to, that's yep. why it went yep. way over schedule and way yep. over budget um so yeah that that's in a nutshell that's evil that we could talk about these movies all night we really really could uh but we can't unfortunately one thing that i will say that is a little bit spoiler heavy is if uh, if if evil dead 2 and army of darkness did not exist mm-hmm the end of this movie would very well be the end because Ash dies at the end of this movie. Well, no, he does. That's the whole point of it. He he's dead. When the first movie was made, he gets at the very end of the movie, the Evil Dead attacks him, and he is meant to be dead. You don't see him die though. But he was meant to. That's how it was written. That he was meant to die. The Evil Dead gets him at the end. But that's the end of the movie. I'm just saying you don't see him physically die. So so. So what happens in Evil Dead Two could very likely be possible, which, um, which is what they did. I I do want to bring up you. I I asked you what your favorite part was, and you mm-hmm. never asked me. Thanks a lot, oh, asshole. Sorry. <laughs> um, this isn't necessarily my my favorite part, but uh, it's it's one of the parts that creep me out the most, and it's because it has elements of, uh, in particular, one element that I've talked about creeping me out before. There's a part in uh, in the original Evil Dead where. It's after Cheryl has been raped by the woods. Mm-hmm. And uh, Linda and... Um, uh, crap, what was the other girl's name? Uh, which one? Cheryl? Uh, no, the uh, the girl... Sarah York. Oh, uh, Shelly. Shara. 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 Linda and Shelly are sitting there, and uh, Shelly is holding up cards. And and, Lin- and she's saying... like She's basically telling Linda to see if she can guess guess which card she's holding. And Linda keeps guessing the wrong card, but mm-hmm. Shelly is playing into it. And she's like, oh, my God, you, you totally guessed it. And then she holds up another one. And she's like, oh, you got it again. And and, and Linda's saying, oh, I think it's like a like a, a sixth sense or something like that. Mm-hmm. And then 
you hear Cheryl, like, off in the corner of the room start to name off cards. And at this point, she has her back to the camera, and she's looking out the window. And you just hear her say, uh, four of spades, ten of hearts, queen of spades. And she starts to, like, get more maniacal, and she's actually, and, and Shelly is flipping through the deck, and she's actually naming all of the cards off one by one, which I find really creepy. Yeah. And then it cuts over to Cheryl. And I've talked about it before, like, for some reason, to me, when somebody has their back to the camera, yep. and you can't tell their true intentions, or you can't tell what's going... The last couple weeks we've done the show, yeah. there's been a part in something we've watched where it when you When you can't you. tell what somebody's face is doing, there's something really creepy about that. And then, all of a sudden, she turns around, and that's the first reveal of the of one of the deadites, is, like, she, she spins around, and then she floats up yep. in the air and talks about eating their souls and stuff. That, to me, is, like, Didn't you wait? it's one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. Yeah, it that scene really does. It's it's one of the more iconic scenes in the entire in the entire flick. So, uh, yeah. So moving on to uh, Evil Dead Two at this point. Um, oh, real quick, real quick, fun fun piece of uh, trivia here. Mm -hmm. Do you know who edited the original Evil Dead movie? Um, I know who co-edited it. Fair enough. <laughs> Joel Cohen. <laughs> yes, of the fan famous Cohen brothers. Right after this, they would go on to make Blood Simple which was their first movie, which uh, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi helped them finance. Yeah. And so, yeah, kind of kind of interesting, the two big dynasties in the, he in the was, film uh, world, you know, kind of were he was like the same a, starting point. He was like assistant editor on the movie. Yep. But the, like, one of the the most iconic uh, scenes was fully edited by Joel Cohn, which was the, like, the montage scene out in the shed mm -hmm. where, where uh, yeah, yep. like all the quick cut... It basically, the Sam Raimi special, if you will. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, um, yeah. So anyway, let's move on to the second movie because we it. have twelve more so, to talk about. I know, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, sorry, Jay. <laughs> um, so, what did you think of the first movie, Jay? Ooh, fantastic! Nice. <laughs> All right. So, moving on to Evil Dead Two. Um, there's a lot of confusion with Evil Dead Two. A lot of confusion about where how it fits together with the first movie. Some people think that it's a remake and that the first movie doesn't really count. Mm -hmm. There's other people that think that it's a sequel. There are other people that think that it, it kind of fits somewhere in the middle. Like it's just a, a second take on doing the first movie. Um, and in reality, it's sort of a little bit of everything, but it is mostly a sequel. And uh, where you can really tell that is... If you've ever seen the movie, it starts off with about the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie is a recap of the first movie. The reason they did this is because they... Slightly different because instead of Ash it's very and Linda yeah. and the other three people, it's just Ash and Linda. Yes. It's, yeah, it basically tells the entire story between two people. Right. Because they had to truncate it to fit in the time and, sure. and yada. And the reason they... Excuse me. The reason that they did this <laughs> is because they actually did not have the rights to use the footage... From the first movie right they had sold the rights because they didn't think there's ever going to be a sequel mm -hmm. and uh they made a movie called crime wave which did not do well at all and they didn't really have any future plans and so uh stephen king who was was instrumental in getting the original evil dead out there to the masses because he wrote an article in um twilight zone magazine and gave him this glowing review, and that's what they ended up using as a, a snippet from that article that said it's the most voraciously original horror film, you know, whatever, that, that, that quote that's at the top of the box. Mm -hmm. um, and so they were filming, actually, Maximum Overdrive. Oh, really? No, like nearby, around that time, and Dino De Laurentiis was making Maximum Overdrive. 
And uh, Stephen King had heard about them not being able to get funding for Evil Dead 2. So he went to Dino and said, you should fund this movie because I love the first one. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happened. That's where they that's where they finally got the money from. Which, so, by the way, the first movie, pro- like, I'll just say it. The first movie probably wouldn't have been as big as it was without... The endorsement no, it from was Stephen almost King. dead for sure. It was like almost actually, dead. Yeah. Didn't they actually put they put it on the box, right? Like Stephen King says this about well, they put this it on movie. the poster first. Oh yeah, yeah. The, yeah. And once people found out, oh shit, Stephen King likes this movie. We yep. better check it out. And so he yep. he kind of yeah, his endorsement kind of in in a way saved the entire franchise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty um, cool. Yeah. So anyway, so so uh, Evil Dead Two, they didn't think that anybody had seen. The first one. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big enough release. So they had to tell the backstory of the first one before they could make the second, you know, part two. Right. The weird part about that is, though, is that they quickly take the first 10, 15 minutes of the movie to reshow what happened in the first one, and then it continues on. And so pe- that's why people think that the first movie doesn't really have anything to do with it, especially because this is the first time that you're seeing a total tonal shift in the movie. Your first movie was, was a straight horror movie. Your second movie is more like a comedic three stooges version of that horror movie it's very sticky it's very which makes sense because sam raimi's a huge three stooges fan sure um but but it is very different though it's extremely different and so people thought that the first movie was its thing the second movie is a different thing right why would they go back to the cabin just two of them it's a different linda is it just another girl named linda like it, it didn't make sense to a lot of people and the best way to the best way that you can show people how it is a true sequel is you cut the uh, take the first movie right at the very end of it, and then you go to the second movie and you cut off the entire first fifteen minutes of it. And there's a scene where Ash uh, in the second movie gets uh, attacked by the Evil Dead, and he's on this weird rig where he's like spinning in a circle through the woods. You butt the first movie up to that part of the second movie, and it's a it's a it goes right into it. This is where you said you said Ash dies at the end of yes. Evil Dead. This this is actually like if you're talking about like if you cut off the the recap at the beginning of yeah. Evil Dead Two, it begins like if you cut that off, it would begin right at the last shot of Evil Dead One, yeah. where the you know the the camera comes through. Yeah. Which, by the way, we never even talked about that, but like something, something, it just kind of ties into the whole series. So I'll say this, but um, they obviously they couldn't afford a steady cam, mm-hmm. which is what he wanted for a lot of the shots of the of the the demons running through the forest and stuff. So <laughs> Sam Raimi created what he called the was Rambo cam, the shake the shaky cam, same difference, which was just uh, they literally just took the camera and mounted it to a two by four, mm-hmm. and then two dudes like one on either side would run through the forest with this yep like with one one end of the two by four in hand oh, and sorry, that's how the, all the, the shots are done of the <clears throat> demons running through the forest the ramo cam was the same thing only it was uh, not horizontal it was vertical because there's a piece of board sticking out that would break windows before they went through it right that's how they went through the cars and they went through like the house windows and stuff that's well, like, the ramo cam yeah like when it first i, th- I think when uh in the first one when it first uh when the when the demon crashes through the window to get uh, Shelly? Yeah. Yeah. It crashes through the window, and they, they literally, they just, they mounted a 2x4 to the front of the camera. So that way they could 
push the camera through the not through the window, the not damage the not bad at least. <laughs> <laughs> they really, they really like safety was not a concern on oh, on that God, movie no. at all. Like they not for the cameras or the actors they, or <laughs> they smashed they smashed windows. They shot a real gun at one point in time mm-hmm. with like live ammo. Yep. So it was yeah yeah. Um, so so yeah so that's when the movie picks up in Evil Dead Two. Um, like I said, the biggest thing that anybody will notice when they watch Evil Dead 2 is the tonal shift. It's a comedy. It's 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 a Looney Tunes look at what Evil Dead is. Mm-hmm. Um, and the movie, like I said, it, it when it picks up where at that point uh, uh, Ash is on his own and he's still battling the Evil Dead. Um, this is when you see that he was, in fact, infected by the Evil Dead. And now you finally see him turn into somewhat of a deadite. Uh, he get like when evil the, ash, evil evil ash, if you will, the first incarnation of of evil ash. Um, so he's battling basically himself and the evil dead at this point. Uh, this is this is the flick where he all the iconic imagery of him with the chainsaw hand comes into play. That was mm-hmm. not in the first movie. Right, him with the chainsaw hand is all the second movie, but everyone thinks that that's what the character has been from the start, and it's not. Yeah, and in fact, it's really the only movie where it's prominent. Uh, I mean, Army of used... Darkness has it in the beginning, and that's it. It's yeah, replaced. He... Right. So, this is the only movie that really has it. Um, he also he starts the uh, the whole groovy thing where he puts the the chainsaw on his hand and goes groovy, groovy. Like that's the first time that you've heard that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not come from the original. Um, yeah, it's a lot. A lot of really iconic things were spawned from from this take on the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so uh, you have a plot for Evil Dead Two. Uh, as a matter of fact, I do. It's another IMDb plot, so we'll see how this goes. <laughs> the lone survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holes up in a cabin with a group of strangers while the demons continue their attack. That one's not bad. No, not bad at all. <laughs> all right, so this movie, uh, once again, starring Bruce Campbell as Ash. Uh, we have Sarah Barry, who plays Annie Nob- uh, Nobby. Annie Noby. Who is the daughter of Professor Noby. Who, and uh, Professor Noby is the voice on the recorder. Yes, that you yeah. heard in the very beginning of the intro of the, mm-hmm. the episode. You have Dan Hicks, who plays Jake, yep. our local hillbilly good old boy. <laughs> uh, you have Cassie DiPavia, who plays Bobby Joe. She was credited as Cassie Wesley, though. Uh, uh, Ted Raimi plays Henrietta. Uh, Ted Raimi was also in the first movie as a fake shemp. And what fake shumps are, it's Sam Raimi's version of stand-ins for any characters. Yeah, we, d- we never mentioned that, but literally... There's so much to mention. The, the, well, yeah, there's there's we could make a five-hour episode out of this. We probably we, should have. Probably we should have done a two-parter. But uh, the 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 cast list for the original, the fake shumps, like are double the amount of people as as the actual cast. Mm-hmm. They they used what like 10 15 fake shems so many. in the first one. Anybody month. they could get basically was a fake shem. And it was because they had to go back and do a lot of reshoots. Yeah. Like a lot of times you see Cheryl or Shelly, they're they're not them. No. <laughs> no it's probably Ted Raimi under their more. Yeah, most sometimes likely. it was Ted Raimi, sometimes it was uh Dorothy Tapert who I'm assuming yep. was what the sister of Rob Tapert. Uh probably I would imagine. Uh, yeah, that time. just tons and tons of people who played random yeah, yeah random parts for like the makeup um, scenes yeah and then you also have richard uh, damier who plays ed mm-hmm. uh ed ed has probably one of my favorite um deadite facial appliances <laughs> why because this is it's it's weird it looks nothing like the rest of them it's like this really kooky is that the one with like, the open, weird, like like the weird pursed face sort yeah, of like yeah yeah <laughs> it's really bizarre and i love it because it's fucking weird i don't know it's 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 
well, super bizarre. Well, this to to that too to that point too. This movie, uh, you could definitely see like the the um, uh, the uh, Sam Raimi kind of style of. Obviously, he's not doing the special effects makeup, but he has. I I, I imagine he it's has, a look. Yeah, he has yeah. a lot of he has a lot of say in how these things look. Yep. And this movie in particular really kind of solidified his look for what demons and stuff are. like every every movie that he went on to make after this mm-hmm. uh from army of darkness on up to uh um what the hell was the uh drag me to hell oh yeah yeah the demons look kind of yeah, yeah you can tell they have they a, are sam they have like sam the raimi sam raimi look to yep. them yeah just like a guillermo del toro Exactly. Character looks like exactly. a Guillermo del Toro character. Um, and and, and uh, Tom Sullivan still did, uh, he still had a hand in Evil Dead <clears> 2. <throat> he did a lot of the book stuff still. However, as far as the actual um, prosthetic effects go, this was done by a, not even not even a and b K&B yet. Uh, it was Nicotero, Berger, and Howard. They were, But they were just... They were just kind of a group of three guys working together. K and B wasn't really a thing yet. I think they were they they were already calling them. They weren't calling themselves K and B EFX. They were calling themselves uh, Kurtzman, Nicotero, I'm not Burger. Even, I'm not EFX. even sure they might have been. Well, I, just, I, I noticed it in okay. the credits. Okay, because they were actually hired by a guy named Mark Scherster. Okay, or Scherster, Scherster. He was another makeup effects guy. He actually hired the three of them though to work with him on, on it. Oh, so, so they, he was they kind of the lead. Like yeah. he took the lead. Mark on Schuster it? was the lead, and he hired them to help out with with the uh, with the shoot. Right. Um. um. It wasn't until Army of Darkness when they were hired as K and B to do everything, um, which was a really big deal for them at the time because that was still early in in K and B. Um. But yeah, everything's it's a step up in this movie. Everything. It looks better as 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 Bruce Campbell say, it actually wasn't a miserable experience because they were better <laughs> filmmakers at the time. Um Well, they, not to mention they weren't filming in a cabin in the woods. Yeah, they they, they filmed this time in uh, South Carolina. It was in a, it was in a gymnasium. Yeah, they built the set no. in a gym somewhere, so it was, you know, nice and heated and not like a terrible Yeah. just a terrible mess. Shithole. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, anyway, so I the, the effects in this are, are are so much better. Like, um, uh, oh, I, I said that um, Tom Sullivan only did the book. That's not true. He did the stop motion mm. at the very end of the movie when Henrietta dies. Spoilers. When she dies or whatever, and like it's like this absolutely astounding stop motion, like just desecration of Henry. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like it's awesome. You just need to see it. Mm-hmm. It, it it's so and it's so weird how these weird stop motion like almost claymation effects fit into these movies cuz they're in all of them. And it's really bizarre how they fit into them. It it's worked. almost out of place, but it's perfectly it in place too. Well, like it's, though, yeah. it's super super strange. Um but yeah, you can tell that the the effects are better, the acting is better, the story is better, the everything's better, mm-hmm. you know, about this. Um, it really is. It really was a step up. They needed this. This is, this is probably what they imagined the first movie to look like. In right. all fairness, um, yeah. The, I, I I don't know what else to say. This is my favorite movie. One of my favorite movies of all time. Evil Dead Two, hands down, is is. It doesn't get better than it. It's. Help me out here. I, I, I'm at a loss for words because well, I guess just to just to dig into the plot a little more. Uh, basically, you end with you have you have uh, you have Ash just kind of fighting this off by himself, mm-hmm. and then uh, Professor Noby's daughter. Yes. Um, okay, we didn't even talk about the plot, did we? <laughs> that's why I'm saying let's dig into the plot a little bit. Uh, Annie Noby 
and her her uh, boyfriend boyfriend Ed boy toy boy toy Ed. Uh, they're traveling to. They they they. She get, she's they, a she's a an archaeologist, anthropologist, whatever, and she found some some pages from the Book of the Dead mm-hmm. and with and, with her father. They were both on the same like dig. He came back to start translating stuff. She just got back from the dig. Right, so that's, she's, that's where you she's basically headed out to the cabin to like show him the the pages that she brought with yes. her. And uh, so her and Ed are traveling out there. By this point, the the bridge to the cabin has already been demolished, as you saw in the first movie. Right, and so they meet up with um, Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. Bobby Joe. <laughs> and they meet up with Bobby Joe and uh, the good old boy Jake. Mm-hmm. And uh, they they basically say, you know, pay us a little bit of money. We'll show you to the cabin. We'll show you like an alternate route to the cabin. They take them out to the cabin, and then that's kind of where things pick up. Yeah, they and they, they they get there and they think that Ash they killed. they think that Ash has murdered her father and her mother. And I mean, if you walked into your house and there's a guy with no hand with a chainsaw on his arm covered in blood, yeah, I'd probably think the same thing. Yeah, I, can't, sure. I can't really blame them. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so after that whole misunderstanding and they and they beat the shit out of Ash, they realize <laughs> they really do. They too. really beat the hell out of him. They realize <laughs> that he's telling the truth. He's not a murderer, and he's there's like some really crazy demonic shit mm-hmm. going on in this in this place. And then one by one. They will take them. You know, it, it's one sort by of the same thing, take... but it doesn't even matter because it's such a different movie. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, some of the some of the kills in this movie are awesome. Mm-hmm. It's just like the the blood and the gore has been amped up. Oh yeah. A thousand oh, yeah. times. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is when uh, when uh, Jake gets dragged down into the cellar by Henrietta. <laughs> now, Hen- Henrietta is the... Cue the fire hose! <laughs> <laughs> Henrietta is the, the wife of Dr. Noby. Yeah. And Dr... Uh, or Professor Noby, rather. And he says in his... He says in his recordings, like, I, I found that uh, you have to completely dismember the body yeah, in order for the... Total body dismemberment. Right. Yep. But then he also says, like later on, you find out he says that I did I didn't have it in me to dismember Henrietta. So he so he buries her in the, the cellar, yep. and then so she comes back to life. Come to sweet Henrietta, <laughs> and so uh, a remarkable performance by Ted Raimi. I must say, <laughs> I must say, she's just this big like just this big fat latex <laughs> piece of shit. The just best part so about gross. it is that, is that Henrietta was not a huge person. In no, I don't know why she. Maybe she was bloated from being dead or something. I don't know. I don't know. But there's a part where she, so she's trapped in the cellar, much like Cheryl was in the first movie. Uh-huh. But she manages to get a hold of Jake it and pulls, pulls him, him down into the cellar, and and uh, and um, Annie is trying to like pull his legs back out, and then he slips down into the cellar, and then the next thing you see is just like a tidal wave of. It doesn't even look like blood. It's yeah. like pink water that comes shooting out but it's i like that kind of that kind of death is always hilarious and awesome to me where it's Mm -hmm. just like this obscene amount of blood like just flowing out from inside the cellar like it it it, it's comical but it's also really it's i I don't know it's It's ridiculous it's it's, it's It's ridiculous and over the top and awesome it's It's exactly what it's supposed to be yeah yeah it's it's that it's that sam raimi just off the wall, bigger is better attitude with everything. Right. Um, if, if if you're gonna hold a gun to my head and and ask me what my favorite part about this movie is, um, Jake, can I see your gun real quick? I have. <laughs> <laughs> pew, pew. 
I have I have I have two two things that I want to bring up. First is it's actually in the um it's actually in the the reshot part of the by, first movie. By the way, what situation would you ever find yourself in where somebody's holding a gun to your head and saying Tell me what your favorite part of Evil Dead 2 is, motherfucker. You know nothing about my sex life. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Oh. Uh, um, no, okay, some so wild in, the re- you're dating. in the retelling of Evil Dead 1, yeah. they talk about how Linda died, he buried her in the back or whatever, but then she comes back to life. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very different in the second movie. Mm-hmm. The whole the, it, they, they took liberties, and, and it's a very, very different setup. Yep. In the in the in the second movie, he buries her in the backyard, and then her body, headless body, comes back to life. And there's this really weird, like ballerina dance, stop motion like, ballerina dance. It's such an does. incredible stop motion thing. <laughs> I love so it cool. so much. But then he he ends up taking her decapitated head into the into the the shed, work shed, puts her head on a vice, and then is gonna kill her basically with the with the, with the chainsaw. But then the decapitated body comes in <laughs> with the chainsaw, tries to attack him, and I love that he scene. turns it around on the on the, the the body, cuts her down the neck to the the chest, mm-hmm. and from this point on, it sounds crazy because it is, but from this point on, uh, Linda's body is just frantically running back and forth with a chainsaw mid torso, spraying blood <laughs> everywhere, and I think what I love the most about the scene is that. I know the behind the scenes and how they shot it, mm-hmm. and you basically have like Greg Nicotero. I believe, I think it was Greg underneath the, the on the track with the dolly going a, back and forth. It's a puppet. It's a puppet. Yeah. yeah, and it was just on a track, so he's just moving it back and forth, and you can hear Sam Raimi from from the back going, "Hit him harder! Hit him harder!" And you can hear it in the movie. No, but in, oh, the, making mean, of. in the making of. So yeah. I, but I know the scene so well; it cracks me up when I see it because I know that Sam Raimi is just yelling at Nicotero to beat the shit out of Bruce Campbell with <laughs> yeah. this giant dummy, and he really is. He's flinging this thing into him like uh-huh. really, really hard, <laughs> and you can tell in the movie that like Bruce Campbell's like really putting his hands up to block it, and this dummy is just whacking the shit out of him, <laughs> and it cracks me up every time. I love that scene. It's 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 it you that scene. Is the first time, to me at least, that you really see the um, the type of character that Ash becomes for the rest of the entire series. That moment through Ash versus Evil Dead, like it the really kinda, is. Like, it's that bonehead kind of screw up kind of guy, and the way that he reacts to situations. He's not the Ash from the first movie. He's the Ash, the new Ash from this point on. But then, but then he kind of reinvents himself even further in the next movie. Which, sure, but which still, we'll get to, but it's an extension of that character, right. though. You know, yeah. like 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 the like the Evil Dead Two Ash doesn't strike me as an extension of Evil Dead One Ash as much as the other ones do. No, does that make sense? Yeah. Um, but I I do love that scene. Another thing that I love is just um, the Sam Raimi trademark of like whenever you see like someone grabbing for something or chains being wrapped around something, it's like a very quick. Uh, like snap zoom and like the sound effect where it's like it's like zoop like yeah. and you hear things snapping into place and then pulled and then this, it snap zooms again and then like and it's, well, it's all like over that, these movies. Like I said that that was uh, um, Joel Cohen. Yeah, but who edited? But they continued that, for, that though. Yeah, no. And, and well, the, obviously because they're like this. That that works. It looks yeah. awesome. In Evil Dead Two, though, there's tons of it when when he's strapping him to the to, to, to the, the the cutting board and he's getting the the chainsaw on yeah. his arm. Like it's all over the place in that movie. Well, and that I love that it. type of editing has become kind of a staple in 
like horror comedy and stuff. Like one thing that one one that pops out to me, f- like immediately is uh, Shaun of the Dead. They do it in Shaun of the Dead yeah. a few times. That same kind of like really quick yep. cut. Editing. Oh, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah and 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 I mean, like, you're that's, right. That's and you're the first right. One that, is a massive Evil Dead fan. Yeah. So that's the first one that pops out to me. But they've used it in so many movies since then. It's just it's it's like it's pretty mm-hmm. brilliant way of editing together a scene to. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing that I love about Evil Dead Two is the fact that it's a sequel. And speaking of sequels, I need a sequel to my beer. <laughs> you want that? I do. You do want I that? Do. Are you going to share it with me? Sure. Okay. Um, crack me into Necronomicon or Necromango Necromango Con. Um, yeah. I don't know. Those are those are my favorite parts. Though, like I just, I adore everything about this movie and those those two parts of the movie though always make me smile like i always love them whenever i see them mm-hmm. um and then you have the end that is ridiculous too but we'll get there what what about you what else stands out to this movie like what like what what do you love about this flick um i like in i like in the beginning where uh where ash is kind of losing his mind you know and mm-hmm. like the 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 uh the house around him starts to kind of come to life it's a like, fun house like yeah it's like, a fun house like the deer comes to life and starts oh. like that that deer in itself is that kind of that deer will be tattooed on my arm at one point in time <laughs> I, know, I already have like a whole thing for it like, yeah I, I yeah uh, no, no like that 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 part to me is just it's it's funny and it's and it's creepy like I don't know I, I always it's just a fun scene you know what I mean it is um I love the over the top gore in this movie mm-hmm. it's like when he's chopping uh what the hell is that? When he's when Not, he's chopping Ed up with the axe, yeah, and it's just the green shit splattering all over the place. Which I read, I you know, like when you watch the movie, you're like, oh, it's it's deadite blood, so it's green. But Sam Raimi purposely made the blood from other like from the deadites and stuff uh a different color to green try, and white to not get an x-ray to try and get an they still got it yeah they still got an <laughs> x-rating from the mpaa who was trying to slip something past them like oh it's not real blood so yep. it doesn't matter I, I i don't mean to go back to evil led one again i don't mean to but you just said something about an accident let's and- let's just say this outright we're probably gonna <laughs> jump back and forth from we're going to it's just gonna happen in this I, episode. i'm just saying that one thing i forgot about though is one of my favorite parts of the first movie and i always forget and i don't know why i forgot about this the very first time that act that ash takes an axe to cheryl i think it's cheryl i think it's, um, I think it's cheryl describe the scene he basically picks up an axe and chops her down like a damn tree like he hits her and she goes fucking down <laughs> you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about is it cheryl like she it's like it's like um when obi-wan gets hit by a lightsaber and his body just like disintegrates to the ground <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure it's Cheryl. I don't know why I can't think of this right now, but I'm pretty remember. sure it's Cheryl. It cracks me up though because like there's no resistance to that axe. He hits her and it's like a solid motion that just goes to the ground. Like it's crazy. I know the exact scene that you're talking about. I can't I, I can't remember who it is though. Um but yeah, there's moments of that in the second one too though, where it's 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 just I don't know. <laughs> um yeah, so uh yeah, overall though, like favorite scenes i don't i don't know yeah, i kind of it, it's, it's, it's so it's so hard to pick a favorite scene i love the whole movie the fact the fact that that Raimi could direct this movie in such a different way and that bruce campbell is such a good actor the, the all the slapstick shit that he does with his hand oh, christ we didn't even talk about his hand getting oh, yeah. infected and he's in the kitchen he's whacking himself in the head with these dishes mm-hmm. and throwing himself like he's he is like the most ridiculously agile actor like to do all the stuff most people would have stunt doubles to do all this <laughs> hey 
Listen, Tom Cruise does all that shit himself, you know. You know what? I'll actually give you that. I'm actually <laughs> going to give you that. No, but no, um, but Bruce they, Campbell's never strapped himself to a plane. <laughs> well, well, they they even say that though. Like, uh, like, like Bruce was so gung ho about he would do these scenes over and over and over. Yep. Where like, if he needed to be thrown into a, a bookshelf, they would. He would. He would. He, he would throw himself into a bookshelf with complete disregard. Oh, for, yeah. for his own oh, yeah. health. He went to the hospital multiple times. Yeah. During the course of these movies. Well, there's. I mean, like you know, in the first one, he had a terrible uh, ankle injury. Yep. Which <laughs> Rob Taper and and Sam Raimi, instead of feeling for him, they just poked him with sticks the entire time. Uh, in um in the second movie, you know what's weird? In the second movie, uh, they talk about this, but they talk about it in the Army of Darkness doc too. I've noticed between a lot of the different documentaries, mm-hmm. they use sometimes they'll say the same stories for two different movies. Oh, really? And it makes me wonder if honestly everything just blends together for a lot of these people. <laughs> oh, my. But yeah. Bruce Campbell's got a scar on his chin in the shape mm-hmm. of an L, and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it came from Evil Dead Two. No, it was in it was on there in Evil Dead One. Was it? It was already there. Okay, well, they talk about in all of them, though, that he went to the hospital with scars. I always thought they were talking about that one on his chin. They never, they don't actually say which one it was, which is why I'm, I well, don't really well, know. Well, there's, but... there's actually a scene where uh, in Evil Dead 2 where Henrietta it has him by the face and is, like, scratching him. Yeah. Uh, Henrietta being um, Ted Raimi. Yep. And all of the, all in that scene, all the blood and scratches that you see on his face are real. That's crazy. Yeah. Like <laughs> like Ted Raimi actually just went for it and scratched the shit out of his face. Yeah. Um, these movies were notorious, too, speaking of, uh, of all these different things that happened. These movies are notorious for having shot so much film and then not... Like they like they they cut tons out of these movies, and a lot a lot of it was lost, right? Yeah. One of the things that I that that I'm it's it's like my holy grail to find, and I'm, I feel like um, Indiana Jones at this point because nobody has found it. You're the it's in, gonna be me. You're the Indiana Jones that instead of actually doing anything to find it, you just sit and drink beer and hope that it'll land in your lap someday. <laughs> I'm Indiana Jonesing for a find. This is what. I, <laughs> um, there was a cut of this flick. That was aired on Mexican television. Mm-hmm. That is lost, yeah. and it featured tons of deleted scenes that are nowhere to be found really? anymore. Um, yeah, there's like lots of like full sequences that are not in the the, the main movie anymore, and like, there's no footage of it anywhere. There's been choice little scenes that have been found, and they're on YouTube. You can see some of them, but a lot of it though. It's gone. It, it's it's just completely gone, hmm. and it's only it was only aired in Mexico like a couple times, best of my knowledge. And uh, that's the thing. Like these movies, they get, we think we've seen everything in fifteen years. Somebody could be emptying out a basement and find a treasure trove of just forty-five minutes worth of footage that we've never even seen before. Right. It's crazy. Well, it was, uh, it's like uh, a couple months ago we talked about um, Ivan Reitman was cleaning out some boxes in his yep. basement and yep. found a bunch of unused Ghost, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters footage, yep. you know? So this shit could be just sitting uh, out there somewhere I, ready and to... I, and I hope that it does, man. I really, really hope that it does. Um, yeah, I don't know what else to say about Evil Dead 2. Like, like, I, I'm at a loss for words because there's so much in, in my head that I could talk about, but I don't want to be here all night. It's already too late for Yes, we do. We want to be here all night. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I'll Jesus, s- you sons of bitches. The one thing that I'll say to wrap it up is uh this the the cover art for this movie, mm-hmm. the the skull giving you the side eye. That's one of my most memorable um 
cover art, like box cover arts from my childhood. Like I, I've, I've talked about it before where I would like, I would just, it was before I actually got into horror movies and I was kind of too scared to even watch any of yeah. them, but I was fascinated by it. So every time my mom would take me to uh, Thumb Home Real Video, I would sneak over into the horror section and I would look at all the horror co- cover art mm-hmm. and Evil Dead 2 with that skeleton with like a, almost like a smile on his face giving you the side eye that was it's one of my most memorable like that's like it sticks out in my memory yeah as from 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 that young age like every time i see it i'm like oh man kind of transports me back to that time i always hated that cover really i still to this day sort of hate it i prefer the um i don't know if it was international (laughs) or what it was but it was a hand-drawn cover Mm -hmm. i prefer that one i always thought well i'll always go go hand-drawn over anything else but the realistic eyeball in the obviously fake like like science class skull <laughs> yeah <laughs> it always looked so dumb to me i have always hated it always i love this movie i've always hated that cover art though um so to end we should talk about the ending of the well, movie fuck you <laughs> fine fine way to just dash my 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 memories as a child I, I, jeez I, I, whatever what a dick um let's talk about the end of the movie though before we move on because that will directly go into the next movie okay um at the end of this flick you have um, uh, Noby's daughter, Annie. Annie, mm-hmm. who uh, she—it's basically her and Ash. They're the last two survivors, right? And uh, she ends up uh, reading passages out of the book to open up a portal that can supposedly send the the demon back to to where it came from. Where back, the hell? Back into the other other world or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she does so, and then immediately gets killed by Ash's. Severed evil hand with the Candarian dagger <laughs> clutched to it into her back. So she goes down. Portal opens. There's this giant, like, like house-sized monster trying to get into the cabin. Um, its face is like in the doorway. Like it's it's really weird. Even for this movie, it's a weird creature that mm-hmm. just randomly shows up at the end. Um, funny story. That creature they built for that that end monster was way too big for them to pack up and bring back home and Mm -hmm. so they left it in south carolina really and it disappeared really soon afterwards it was found like 10 years later in like a a carnival sideshow being used as like a a, or or a haunted house it might have been a haunted house oh no shit used as a as a decoration and no one knew what it was until someone goes oh my god that that (laughs) (laughs) that's really cool it was like randomly found yeah um Anyway, so he gets so it sort of backfires. It works as in the demon gets sucked out, but it also sucks up the classic Delta eighty eight, which is in every single Sam Raimi movie ever made. Um, it sucks up the car. It sucks up a whole bunch of foliage, <laughs> and it also sucks up our hero, and he gets thrown back into time, and he lands in the thirteen hundreds, in the medieval times, and mm-hmm. that's where Evil Dead Two ends. And they foretell this a little bit. There's a page in the Book of the Dead that uh, Annie is reading, and it shows a Ash, guy, a basically. A guy who looks like Ash with, in, a, in the, with a chainsaw on his hand. So this is all hand. foretold. This is not like a crazy idea for the next movie. This is all foretold. They actually wanted Evil Dead 2 to be the medieval dead. That was the original plan, but it was way too expensive. So, so if you think about it, um, the what transpires in Evil Dead 3... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really a prequel. I mean, sort no, of. It, yeah. it is yeah. because nothing because it's every a, it's a mind fuck. That's what because it is. everything that happens in Evil Dead Three, 
I, it's like the butterfly effect. He he go he ends up back in time, uh-huh. uh, and and everything. I I have to imagine everything that he, uh, like every little every piece of history that he manipulates back in time, ends up leading up to the. That's true. Ends up That's leading true. up to what happens in Evil Dead. He butterfly effects himself. Exactly. That's true. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong. I'm actually so, totally right. So he lands in this 1300s and basically gets approached by Arthur and his men. Not King Arthur, I don't think, but... Well, yeah, he was a king and his name was Arthur. Okay, King oh, Arthur. No, never mind. He was Lord Arthur. Lord Arthur. <laughs> Douche. Um, <laughs> and that's how the movie ends, though. He basically looks around and he goes, what the... F-? You know, like, what the hell? Where am I? He pulls, Big winged he pulls out demon. His, he pulls out his shotgun as this giant, like, harpy-looking thing is coming at him. And, yep. and he blows its head off. It lands on the ground. And then everybody around him is, like, chanting... <laughs> Yeah, in in praise and that's of how him, it ends. and he's like, no, no. <laughs> so that leads then directly into Army of Darkness, right? Third Nin- movie, nineteen ninety two. Yep, jumping um, a couple years ahead. A man is accidentally transported to thirteen hundred A.D., where he must battle an army of the dead and retrieve the Necronomicon so he can return home. First movie now that is written not only by Sam Raimi but by his brother Ivan Raimi. Which, by the way, I forgot to mention the last movie was written also by your good buddy. Jeez, we didn't even mention Spiegel. Scott Scott Spiegel. And the fact, the whole idea of Ash cutting off his hand Mm -hmm. was based off of a Scott Spiegel short film called Attack of the Helping Hand, which was basically about the hamburger helper hand terrorizing a house. Bro. This That's is where that whole entire idea came from. This is your episode. You're supposed to be jumping in with all There's this stuff. There's so much. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much that I know. Um, okay, Army Darkness. Uh, once again, Bruce Campbell starring as Ash. Uh, you have um, actually kind of a bigger, a little bit bigger cast as far as people goes. I thought uh, you were gonna say bitchin' for some reason. It, it's a bitchin' cast. It's a really cast. bitchin' it's cast. A really bitchin cast. Uh, M. Beth Davids played Sheila. Mm. At the time, she was she was really really she was a great European uh, English actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, though, in the U.S., not a lot of people knew about this. She went from Army of Darkness to Schindler's List. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, and she's really well known. She's now actually on Ray Donovan, and oh, she, she's on Ray Donovan now, um, which is the uh, I think it's on Showtime. I believe Showtime. Uh, is that the one with Liev Schreiber? Think, yeah. Yeah. And um, she actually just made this is a total total side note. She just made a lot of waves on that show because of something that she did. What'd she do? Uh, she so she is a breast cancer survivor. Okay. And she had a double mastectomy in, in real life. In real life, yeah. She had a double mastectomy, and she was in the process of having her breast reconstructed, mm-hmm. and they did a nude scene with her, which I don't think anyone's ever done before, in that process. And they so did, she, like they did a nude scene before yep, she had the, she, no, the breast reconstruction. No, she has she has one or? she has one reconstructed breast and yeah. the other one just has a giant scar across the oh, front wow. of it. Yeah. And she was getting So did they write the breast cancer survivor she into basically, the show? I don't basically? want to get I don't want to get too into this isn't well, about I, this. She basically though went to them and and, and knew that there was a breast cancer uh, storyline. Mm-hmm. And she goes, if this is something that you want to utilize, I'm open to it. Sure. And uh, and it was weird because not weird it's not the right word but it was different because she was ba- basically playing a character that was seducing Lee of Schreiber and they never really drew a lot of attention to it it's just like 
this is what this that's I mean this, that's this can be sexy like well that's that's good though I yeah, mean it's like that, it's good that they didn't draw attention because that's just a reality yeah, for a lot it's of it's fantastic women. yeah yeah so I thought that was cool I, I, yeah. I when I was looking up this this the, the movie for this so I I can't randomly came across it. I go that's that's fucking cool. that's really like, interesting dang. yeah um also you have Marcus Gilbert let's <laughs> jump back into it Marcus Gilbert who played Lord Arthur mm-hmm. uh, Ian Abercrombie who played the wise man uh, you have Richard Grove who played Duke Henry the Red. Uh, you have a little. Um, you ever heard of uh, a guy named Peter Fonda? Never, 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 never in my life. Well, his daughter <laughs> played Linda Number Three. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. Bridget, even... Bridget Fonda. Yep. Uh, and then Ted Raimi is back as like seventeen thousand different people. Which uh, is <laughs> it, it, this must have was this one of Bridget Fonda's earlier first. earlier roles? Yeah. Because yep. Um, because she really she's in the first five minutes of the movie mm-hmm. and that's it. Yeah. There was more shot. There was more shot. They didn't use it, though. Oh, was there? Mm-hmm. Okay. As with all these movies. And then you also have, and not a lot of people know this um, at all, Bill Mosley, Chop Top, and See, and, and uh, what's his name from Devil's Rejects? Oh, I don't know um, why I can't think of his name. Uh, Otis. Otis from Devil's Rejects. Yeah. House he is in Army of Darkness. Yeah, I. everybody knows that, I thought. I I don't not not a lot of people do. If you're fans of the series, you know it. But oh. like your casual people don't know. We'll I mean, see a, a lot of people because he 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 cleared this up on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. a while ago. I think a couple of years ago because a lot of people thought he played Evil Ash. Yeah, he plays his like sidekick, his second in command, basically is what he plays. Uh, and yeah, like some people think that he played like the actual like Evil Ash character at the end. Those people are stupid. It's not. He is. He plays. <laughs> he plays like the. Uh, like I said, the captain. There's nobody in between the captain and Evil Ash. Right. So. And you can tell because Evil Ash, his face is all mangled from when he gets shot in the face with a shotgun. You know, good, bad. I'm the guy with the gun. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, a lot of people don't know that though. And his, his part is really small. He's only he's only got a couple of lines. And uh, if you watch the documentary that came with the Scream Factory, Scream Factory put out an amazing. I didn't, get, I didn't get a chance to watch this documentary. I've, they, they put I'm going to go back and watch it this week sometime. Well, they put out this amazing collection of Army Doctors, four different cuts of the film, which are all very different. Not There's not a single cut that has everything in it. Every version of the movie has something different that the other cuts don't have. And like you were saying, I said, to, this, I said you, to, to you, I said this to you earlier, why don't they just cut all of them together? They can't. They literally can't. No, they can't. Because there's certain takes that are... like. Yep. It's same the scene, same different, scene takes. different takes. Like they can't put like, everything. Like the part, together. actually, the part where you said, "Where I am alive again," like that that scene. Well, I, I said that off the air, but oh, I, oh okay, yeah. okay. Well, there's a scene where like Evil Ash comes back to life after getting shot in the face, and he goes, "I live again." Yeah. And, and that's in one of them. In one of the other movies, though, it goes, "I live again." Like it's that's terrible. But like I'm just no, saying both, though, it's both a, of those were beautiful. Yeah, Somebody called Sam Raimi. We're making <laughs> Army of Darkness again. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's different takes, though. So you you literally can't have everything in one. You you just can't do right, it. Right, right. Um, and there's so much of this movie that got cut out. It's it's interesting. Sam Raimi edited the second half of the movie. Another guy, I don't know his name, forgive me, edited the first half of the movie. And you can absolutely tell because the pacing in the first half is great. Mm-hmm. Sam Raimi's pacing is just him jerking off on a canvas. <laughs> like, there's no pacing whatsoever in the final, like, like I mean, think about it. The, the final, like, that last big battle scene. Yeah. There's no pacing in that. Mm-hmm. It's like he tried to jam in everything that he edited. They eventually cut it down a little bit. Uh, which I watched the director's cut for us. I'm not sure which one you watched. Um... But, um 
which uh, is the director's cut. Does it the, does the director's cut have one ending and the other one has a? The director's cut has the the Smart ending. No, the dystopian. Ending. Oh, I watched the Smart ending. So this is so you watched the theatrical. Yeah. Okay, the director's cut has like ten minutes of extra footage in it. Oh, does it really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen the director's cut. Oh, it's it's. It, it, here's the thing there's stuff that you're missing but you're not missing anything for the story like right. it's basically like instead of showing like like seven deadites exploding because of <laughs> fired arrows they cut it down to two yeah, yeah it's, it's stuff like that yeah that final um battle scene is is way longer in the in director's cut oh is it yeah um Anyway, let's. Uh, we never even talked about the plot of this movie. <laughs> well, I, I said the synopsis. The but, synopsis, but uh, bas- basically, Ash um, Ash comes to. He's in thirteen hundred AD. Thirteen hundred AD, and in this movie, in in Evil Dead Two, there's a there's a little bit of a discrepancy between the two. In Evil Dead Two, he's being hailed as this uh, savior. Yep. In Army of Darkness, he is uh, being taken away in stocks yeah like to like he do, he, let's be honest he, he becomes that character by the end though so it still works right well i guess i he, he's i he's not he's not exactly uh they're not exactly leery of him in the beginning like they think oh this guy might be because the wise man says uh this might this might be the foretold like yeah. he's he's the guy who's foretold to come and, and save us he could be the chosen one and then arthur's like no he's one of henry the red's guys so like they take him away in stocks and they they take him back to the kingdom they're gonna throw him in the pit and uh basically this is just like a pit of despair where demons live and they throw people pit in there the, the pit the uh, the, the second <laughs> they actually yeah, call yeah, it yeah, the yeah. pit bitch there's two there's two <laughs> there's two demons in the pit there's one that's more human looking than the second one that's more of like demon looking yeah and that that demon looking one was very affectionately referred to as the pit bitch that's the name of it <laughs> Funny story, the pit bitch was played by an actor named Billy Brian. Do you know his name? Billy Billy Brian? I'm going to go ahead and say you probably don't know probably his name. Probably not, no. Uh, he's the actor that played the Marshmallow Man in Ghostbusters oh, 2. Oh, really? Yep, same right guy. Cool. Same guy. That's cool. I just thought that was very interesting. Sure. Um, so, yeah, so so he gets taken away in, in chains or whatever, and he basically has to fight his way out and prove he's not one of Henry's men. And basically brings Lord Arthur to his knees <laughs> by shooting his sword in half with a shotgun. Well, and, yeah. Because no one's ever seen firearms before. Well, so. he, he escapes from the pit, escapes the pit, bitch. Yeah. And, and, and he, Arth- makes, he makes the pit his bitch. Exactly. And <laughs> Arthur is still like, no, fuck this guy. And he's going to chop him down with his sword. But then the, where was his gun this entire time, by the way? Because it wasn't in the holster. Um, I, I, when he was walking in the stocks, his gun was not in the holster. I unless think, I completely I'm, missed it. I think he covered it with one of those Harry Potter invisibility cloaks. There you go. That, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and so Arthur's like, yeah, bring my sword. I'm going to chop this guy down. He shoots his he shoots his sword in half with his boomstick, which is, you know, obviously that's a pretty iconic uh, uh, scene where he mm-hmm. shoots that, shoots the sword in half. Everybody's like, what the hell is this wizardry? And he explains to them about his boomstick, how it's a, a that, du- that, double double barrel double barreled twelve gauge from the S Mart. <laughs> Which is, this is section. the first time that you've ever heard S Mart. It's iconic. That's right. First time you ever hear it is in the third movie. You're right. S Mart doesn't exist before Eve, uh, Army of Darkness. Well, I mean, it does technically because well, he works in, there in the in the mythos. It does. <laughs> yeah. But, um, 
funny story uh, or funny thing is that scene that you're talking about where this mm-hmm. is my boomstick. Uh, I know there's a reason that I love Coheed and Cambria, the band. Mm-hmm. And on their first record, there's a song that starts off with that quote. It's it's like oh really? It's that whole scene plays out and then the song starts. Mm-hmm. Kind of cool. <laughs> um, so they yeah. they basically think he's this uh, just a sorcerer. Like yeah. he's got this amazing weaponry that nobody has ever seen before. They kind of they bow down to him, but uh, Ar- him grapes. Arthur is obviously still <laughs> apprehensive about it. He doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Basically, Ash just wants to get back to his own time. So he makes a deal with them that he's going to go and retrieve the re- retrieve the, the Necronomicon, which. They finally now, call it the Necronomicon well, in this they movie. Do, they do in Evil Dead 2 in the in the intro, not during the actual movie. Right. But in Army of Darkness, it's never mentioned as anything but the Necronomicon. Right. So, <clears throat> so he goes, he retrieves it. He He's supposed to say these three words, which I will let you say. Klaatu, Barata, <laughs> he's supposed to say Klaatu, Barada, Niktu, but he just kind of flubs through it because he can't remember yeah. it, nope. which basically unleashes Evil, yeah. evil Ash yeah. and yep. the Army of Darkness, or the or as the we, Army of the Dead. Or as we so noticed the other day, the original Abomination. We'll get there. We'll get there. Oh geez. Okay. Yeah. That's. I don't. I don't know if we can get into that because that's going to take a while. But uh, yeah. So let's let's get away from the plot for a minute because okay. we're getting too far into the plot. Sure, if people sure. want to see it, they yeah, can yeah. see it. It, it I, brings the evil back to God. There's a war. They fight. The end happens. My like <laughs> di- the whole the whole like from from the from that point until the end where the the army of the dead rises. Yeah. I love everything about this, like the the walking skeletons. It's Ray I, Harryhausen. That's y- what it is. Like it's 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 Jason and the Argonauts. The skeleton fight from Jason and the Argonauts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, and they said, and they even say except so for much, except for puppets not and not stop motion, really. A lot. I no, mean, there's lot, still no. some some of it is stop motion. No, most of it's stop motion. Well, a lot of it is just puppets. Well, okay, so like, it's, it's a like, good mix. When, I won't when say it's most. when it's like closer up on the skeletons talking to each other but there are some scenes of where it is all stop motion yeah yeah and it's and it's and it's awesome stop motion i like i, I really love the like for some reason this small detail i really love i like that the the skeletons have normal human voices yeah it makes it more effective to me rather than like you know i don't know like uh what was that game that uh with um what was the game we was it uh damn it not primal rage it was one of the streets of rage um <laughs> no it was a fighting game where you could play as a skeleton oh uh killer instinct killer instinct yeah 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 like he he had a like a really and like for some reason like every every movie where you see skeletons talking it's always they always have that kind of weird like high nasally voice I just love the fact that these skeletons all had the voices that they would have had as living human beings. Yeah. Like I don't know that that small detail was really funny to me. Yeah, they're all voiced too. Like one of them's voice. Like we had mentioned how uh, Ted Raimi mm-hmm. has like seven different. I think it's actually four. He has four characters he actually plays in the Flash in the movie, mm-hmm. and then he he's a voice for one or two. Um, of the skeletons, skeletons as yeah. well, and it's it's so obvious which one's him if you know his voice. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't know, I love it. I love like all their voices are they're, they're ridiculous. They're it's it's like the insanity that was Evil Dead Two, 
um, like so, so Evil Dead One was a horror movie. Evil Dead Two was a comedy. Evil Dead Three, Army of Darkness, The Medieval Dead. So I, can, I gave it all of the titles. Um, <laughs> so it's can, a fantasy movie. It's a fantasy action adventure movie. There's no blood in this movie. Uh, Did you notice that? There's no blood. Well, no, there is. There's one when they first the throw fountain, some, the when fountain, they first throw okay. somebody into the pit. There's a geyser, I suppose, yeah. of, of tinted red water. <laughs> Which that right there, that was enough blood to probably add probably, up to probably. the other two movies. But no, but there really isn't though. There's no blood in this movie. No, there's not compared to the first two movies. Like there's nothing. Yeah, it's it's bizarre. <laughs> this to me, this movie is my my favorite version of Ash. Yeah, I because agree. he's just such an asshole. He's also and he's and he's so like, for some reason, all of a sudden he's like, an amazing martial artist, an amazing swordsman. Yep. He he. Yeah. Can, where did that come from? <laughs> no, that's that's what I like. They just kind of they they threw everything to the wind and they're just like, Ash is just a baller now. Like every every line that he says to anybody is just like the most amazing thing you've ever heard in your life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's I I, Give me I some love sugar baby. Yeah, I love. <laughs> I love Ash in this in this movie. Like this there was, is this there is a, where he really hit his stride, as far as I'm there concerned. There was a YouTube video that I was watching where uh, it was a hidden camera thing where a guy went to bars and only used Ashley J. Williams lines on girls, and it was one of the funniest things that I've ever seen. <laughs> Did anybody go no, for it? Not a single one. <laughs> um, yeah, it's also this is also the sexiest that Bruce Campbell's ever been. Oh, I'm just absolutely. putting that out there. Oh yeah, just I can say that as a uh, red-blooded American male. Mm-hmm. Guy looks good. Just sexy. I'll swallow your soul. I'll swallow that chin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, where, where'd we leave off at? I, I don't know. Ba- um, basically, there's, there's this huge clash between the yes, army that's, of the that's dead and, yes. and, uh, and, and Arthur's army, which is only like 60, 60 dudes. people. Yep. But then Henry the Red, who was, uh, from the beginning of the movie, yep. his whole army comes back to help out. There was an entire deleted sequence of Ash going to talk to Henry the Red. Oh, really? That was deleted. You can find that online. Uh, there's a whole deleted sequence, though, where he uh, he travels over to Henry's side of the world, and he gets like there's a net that gets thrown on him, and he gets tackled to the ground, and they almost kill him or take him away. And then Henry finally comes and goes, oh, this is the stranger that saved me. What do you need? And, and Ash told him what was going on. He goes, you owe me. Mm-hmm. And then that's so that makes sense as to why Henry actually came back. Why that was cut out is a little bit beyond me. That it's kind of an important plot point. But. Um, not really, because in in the beginning of the movie, uh, when they have Henry in the stocks along with Ash, uh, Henry explains to Arthur that this is happening to my people too. I don't know why you un- why you think we're the bad guys and all but this he because it's to him happening to my people too. In the deleted scene, though, he explains to him though that be- the reason that you should care. Because he goes, because Henry the Red's like, why should you? Why should I go help my enemy? Because mm-hmm. because once they're done with them, they're gonna come for you. Right. Together we have a shot. Right. So it it kind of ties everything together. I wish they would have kept that in the movie. That's one of the few deleted scenes that I think actually had a place in the in the cut. But yeah, not completely necessary though. I mean, I I, I, I guess it, it still it just, works without it. You but. can you can infer from what happens yeah. that somebody went and talked to him and convinced him to come help out because sure. Sure. of the very reason that you just said. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so yeah, uh, anyway, and then you have one of two endings. It's either the theatrical yep. cut or the director's cut, which the theatrical cut, cut is the one that I watched. Yes. Um, which is en- not the original cut, which is not the original ending. Oh, it's not? The original ending is the director's cut ending slash international ending. Oh, okay. So well, the, if the you've cut- never seen... Oh, go ahead. I'll say, if you've never seen it, uh, the original uh, international slash director's cut ending is that... 
um, Ash, they, they, they win, spoilers, they win the fight, and uh, the Necronomicon, the wise man uses the Necronomicon to basically bring Ashley back to current time. Right. They concoct a potion to where he has to take five drops of of this concoction, <coughs> yep. and then he basically, they shove him in his car in a cave and they seal it up, and he has to take five drops of, I'm sorry, six drops of the, the potion, potion yeah. and then he'll sleep for the perfect amount of time and then wake up in his time period. Right. Still in England, but in his time period. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, He's in the he's in the he's in the the cave, and he goes. He's drop one, two, three, four, five, and then he looks off because there's, there's a sound elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And he looks off and he gives it a weird look, and then he goes okay. And he goes back to the dropper. He goes five, six. Mm-hmm. So he does two oh, fives. So he does, okay, so he takes one extra. <laughs> takes drop. one extra drop, and so when he wakes up, um, there is a <laughs> there is a movie. Where Jim Carrey has a giant beard and super long hair, what is it? Um, Can anybody help? I, I, I've been dumb, thinking of this. Dumb and Dumber Two. Is that it? Yeah. Maybe that's what yeah. it is. Okay. Well, I know what you're talking about. I I haven't. I've I've only seen a, a short clip of he the looks, original ending of Bruce Campbell. Looks exactly like he does. Yeah. Jim Carrey in a giant fake looking <laughs> beard, super horribly laid beard. Yeah. And like like long hair, like like he looks terrible. But he wakes up or whatever. He's giant beard and hair. And he goes, oh, I'm back home. And he and he gets up and he crawls through the wall. And then what he's greeted with is like this dystopian, completely destroyed world of like Europe. post-apocalyptic. There's big, big bends on its side, sort of like all this other shit. Yes, that is that is that. Yeah, it looks exactly yeah, like yeah, him, it does, literally yeah. to a T. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like basically the world ended, uh-huh. and it's a apocalyptic London. And he goes, "I slept too long." <laughs> no, and that's the end of the movie. No, like, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's the director's cut. Yeah, that's the original ending. That's that was, your, okay. That was the original ending. Um, now the one that I watched. Test was audiences the... didn't like it, and the studio hated it, and really? so they forced them months later to go back and refilm a new ending. Well, because uh, so when they originally did that ending, did they see another movie coming no. out of it? No. Oh, they just no. thought just no. Ash wakes up too late, and I, I mean it kind of it would kind of go along with it because he's he's clumsy about things. Yeah. Like. Uh, oh, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. But sure. I, whatever, I guess However, I can see why people didn't like it now because of Ash versus Evil Dead the TV series. The theatrical ending is now canon because right. it picks up after that. The theatrical ending, the one that I watched, was uh, Ash gets sent back to his own time, and he's it's it was from our intro quote from the entire uh, episode here. Mm-hmm. He ends up back at S Mart working his job, and uh, he tells he tells the dude who is uh, Sam Raimi at this point mm-hmm. um he's talking to sam raimi and and he and he said and he says oh yeah i could i could have been king and ted raimi or, or ted raimi sorry not sam raimi <laughs> ted raimi and he's like another yeah, character I that ted raimi plays right in this movie. it's like i could have been king and blah 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 and uh he says so you you said the words and he's like yeah i said them basically you know i said i said them pretty much the way they were supposed to mm-hmm. <laughs> like mostly and then the demon shows up and hilarity ensues. yeah hilarity and, ensues yep. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's it's great. It's it, I actually pref I preferred that ending to be honest with you. I like that ending. 
It, it was fits. it was funny. It, it was funnier, you know. And this he's this kind of a badass. He's fun. kind of a badass the entire movie. He's clumsy, but he's kind of more of a badass in this movie than he right. was in part two. Yeah. So the ending fits. Yeah. For him to go through all that and then be a dumbass. I mean, it's funny. Don't get me wrong. It still fits the character. I think it, the theatrical one fits better. Right. Um, speaking of things that were not in the movie, that got cut, mm-hmm. like the original ending. Um, the the we played a little uh, an extra clip in the beginning of the tofu today before our tofu intro kicked in, uh, and you've probably not heard that unless you're like me and you do a little bit of dig deep digging, but um, that was the original intro to Army of Darkness. Uh, it was an it was an original intro that was that was filmed where Ash is reciting what had happened to him before the title credits start of Army of Darkness. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit more to it. We cut it off a little bit before the end. Um, but yeah, you've, a lot of people probably have never heard that before. The way I've, I don't know. I hadn't even heard of it until very recently. I don't know honest. if I've ever actually seen it, but the way you describe it, where it's just Ash's head in a dark room saying yep. this, it's With it, like there's some fog around him and there's a, a one, like a, a beam of light over his eyes. It almost sounds, it. it almost sounds like the intro to the second reanimator movie where, uh, um, what the hell is his name? The, uh, the doctor, like the, the bad guy. Oh yeah. Very is, similar. Where it's, his it's, head is just kind of. In the yeah. middle of the room, and he's like saying that he's gonna take vengeance on yeah. Herbert West, Professor Crumb. Like, Professor Crumb, right? Not Crumb. <laughs> I, I, I forget. We I just watched remember. it. I yeah, we're terrible at this. Um, we're, it's, we're, I'm, I'm on Evil Dead. I'm not on Reanimator. Anyway, that pretty much wraps up Army yeah. of Darkness. We need to get to our last movie. We do. We're way yeah. over on our time. We, we we expected this to be a long episode. It's our year episode. Okay, it's gonna go a little bit long, much to Justin's dismay. <laughs> he's just sitting here scowling at us for the last three hours. I'm sitting back watching the Evil Dead movies, man. <laughs> oh, he is. Oh, Weird. All right. Well, <laughs> hey, man. You do you. Um, all right. So uh, that brings us to 2013. 2013. The Evil Dead. Uh, Almost 20 years, uh, 21 years after Army of Darkness. Because that was what, 92? 92. Yeah. 92. So 21 years after the last Evil Dead was made. And, and this is one of those instances where... Sam Raimi went off and did Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Three Spider-Man movies, which yeah. multi-billion dollars in, in business. Bruce Campbell... His, his first his first, uh, his first, Spider-Man movie, the budget was 1,000 times more yeah. than the budget of Evil Dead. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. It's, <laughs> so, yeah. What? $350 million. What? So he's um, out, he's doing... Mo- in fairness, most Hollywood act- directors don't even get that kind of cash nowadays. Well, that, that was the biggest budget movie of the time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. For Spider-Man, yeah, Toby fucking Maguire, really. <laughs> um, anyway, I digress. Um, so you have Sam Raimi that went on to be one of the biggest act, uh, directors in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You have Bruce Campbell that went on to be that had a, a, a starring supporting role in the biggest cable television show at the time, which was Burn Notice. That was the that was biggest. Number, it was number one for three or four seasons. Was it really? Oh yeah. Yeah, it was the number one rated TV show. No shit. Yeah. So he, so Bruce Campbell went on to do that, and yet every single time they would do public things, the first question that people would ask is, this is great, Spider-Man's great, Burn Notice is great, but when's the next Evil Dead? Mm-hmm. And like they fought it for a lot of years because they, as much as people asked for it, they didn't really think that it would do well still. And finally, they were like, "We're not gonna, we're not gonna fight the system anymore." And mm-hmm. they finally agreed to to do the remake. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, you know, other stuff. But 
they finally agreed to, to to license the remake, and they produced it. Rob Taper, Sam Raimi, and Bruce Campbell all produced the remake. Mm-hmm. So it was in good hands from the get-go. They were not going to let it be bad, um, which didn't stop me from hating it the first time I saw it. <laughs> I, will, I will put that out there right now. Stupid me. Um, so 2013 comes around. You have Fidi Alvarez. Fidi or Fede? I was Fede. I call him Feedy. Fede Alvarez. Yeah, Feedy's like the Scooby-Doo version of his name. <laughs> Feedy. Feedy. Uh, Fede Alvarez uh, came on to direct it. He also wrote it with another guy, but he's not important. Um, and it's... Like I said, I hated the movie when I first saw it. I saw it in theaters. I was so excited for it. No, but we, we saw this in theaters together. Yes. And... Uh, I knew that you hated it right after we saw it, but I knew the reason that you hated it. Yes. And it's because you are such a huge fan of the, the original, original Evil Dead trilogy that you... I couldn't separate it. You couldn't, yeah. I couldn't, couldn't separate it. Yeah. So I saw it I saw it with you guys, and I, I walked out going, oh, what, like, what the fuck was this, Bob? Mm-hmm. Like, I was, I was really mad about it. And then I actually went back the, the, the subsequent night, like the very next night I saw it with another group of people. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. Yeah. Oh my god, did I love it! <laughs> it was like I had to get it out of my system to just not like it at first. Yeah, to get the hate and out. And then, and then I watched it for what it was, not what I was expecting, because I knew what it was already. Right. So I, I, I took it for what it was, and I realized I'm an idiot. Like this movie's fantastic, so good, and that's been my my stance on it ever since. Yeah. I I absolutely adore this movie. I really, I actually will put it in. Sometimes if I'm in the mood to watch Evil Dead, I've put it in over the original. Really? Just because it's new still. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's any new movie that continues on something is always a little bit more intriguing to me because I haven't seen it a million times. Well, it's different too. You know, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's it it's it's definitely got a much different feel from the original trilogy. Yep. Um, it's closer to the original Evil Dead. Oh sure, it's definitely a remake of the original Evil Dead, not. Two or or even or Army of Darkness right now. Which what's interesting is it's it's not necessarily a remake or a reboot. It's uh, it's kind of canon, right? Uh, after the movie was put out, yes, they they did admit that this movie was canon and right. it did exist somewhere in the same time period. No one knows where it fits in though. <laughs> We've tried to figure this out and it's mind boggling to try to figure it out. We talked How about it last night and I, I feel like we got pretty close, but then we were also drinking so we we no, that's <laughs> the thing. You can get pretty close, but then one person points out one thing you didn't notice and the deck of cards or the house of cards just crumbles. Well I think it's just like you know, the difference between Evil Dead and Evil Dead Two, you have to just kinda of disregard certain facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well before we get to that though, um so, like we said, directed by Fidi Alvarez, written by Fidi Alvarez and some dude. Uh, it's starring... <laughs> he's not important. Uh, it's starring Jane Levy, mm-hmm. uh, who was in uh, Fidi Alvarez's also Don't Breathe. Don't Breathe. Yeah. She's fantastic. Uh, a guy named Shiloh Fernandez. Who Fernandez. Played, Fernandez, sorry, uh, who played David. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, ha- I love how you're reading the names with me so that I don't pronounce them wrong. <laughs> well, I, I mean, Fernandez is an easy name um, to read, but... Lou Taylor Pucci. 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 <laughs> Pushy, <laughs> that sweet Gucci. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Lucas. La- Jessica Lucas. Elizabeth Blackmore. Um, so Jessica Lucas, if you watch, um, uh, I f- yep, it's one of those Marvel it's coming shows. Coming back right? to me. Nope, it's coming back to me later. It will get there. <laughs> 
We're going to move on. Jessica Lucas. Well, she was in Cloverfield. I know that. She was in Cloverfield, yes. Uh, she's in. Um, she's the main character in another Gotham. show. Gotham, thank you. You dumb, dumb, <sighs> dumb bastard. Yes, she is in Gotham. She uh, in every season. So if you watch Gotham, you'll know who she is. <laughs> um, I don't know why I couldn't think of that. And then you also have Elizabeth Blackmore, who plays uh, Natalia, mm-hmm. who is kind of a throwaway character. Natalie. Oh. Not Natalia. And not yep. really a throwaway character. I either. think she's a throwaway. Personally. Really? I like the movie. She, she doesn't need to be there. Well, she doesn't really. She does not serve a purpose other than showing a girl getting her arm cut off. Well, she's she's kind of. I, there's there's elements from the original uh, series that show up in this movie, and she plays one of those elements, which is the hand that turns on its owner. Sure. She has the hand that basically attacks. They could have put that on any of the other characters, and it would have worked fine, though. Well, here's another reason that they couldn't that they couldn't throw that character away because uh, you have you have the characters of Damon, mm-hmm. or, or sorry, not Damon, uh, David, David, Eric, Mia, yeah. <laughs> Olivia, mm-hmm. and Natalie. Mm-hmm. Acronym. Demon. Demon. Yep. Mm. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. No. I. Uh, so you had to throw. You had to throw an end in there. And she to, was. Had to have been she was the right? one. Oh yeah. Right? I, I, yeah. It, it okay. seems like it. Um. But anyway. Uh. So. That spells out five letters. Oh my gosh. Of the Gorgoroth. Yeah. So the the story <laughs> of this movie: five friends head to a remote cabin. Go figure. Where the discovery of a book, I'm going to add to this because this is the IMD. <laughs> they head to a remote cab- cabin to basically be with their friend while she's detoxing from heroin. Yeah. Yep. Uh, where they discover a book of the dead that leads them to un- unwittingly summon up demons living in the nearby yep. woods. Here's why I I love this movie. First off, they give a legit reason to people being in the cabin. Mm-hmm. In the first Evil Dead, you just kind of assume they're going on vacation. We've rented cabins and houses before yeah. up north. You just kind of do it to get away. And that's fine. But at least in this one, there's like a whole reason as to why they don't leave when shit gets crazy. Right. They can explain certain things away. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good backdrop. I didn't like it at first. I love it now because it, 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 it creates a sense of... of of dimwittedness almost on their part because they think it's one thing but they're not really looking at it for what it is even though the well, crazy person it's not is even, making the most sense it's not even dimwittedness it's all, it's realism you know like if if we were out in the middle of the woods in a cabin with a heroin addict who was detoxing i would never detox <laughs> well they would they would start they would start saying some crazy shit yeah and uh, Realist, That's why realist, it it realistically away, thinking, would you say, "Oh, this is the work of demons," or would you say, "Well, this is a person right. detoxing not, no, from heroin"? Sure. Dimwitted was not the right word. Like, no, it's if, realistic. I would absolutely expect somebody going through detox and trying to do it cold turkey, mind you. Mm-hmm. I would, I, I would say, I would absolutely expect them to be like, "There's somebody in the woods. I'm freaking out right yeah. now. I'm like, oh my god, there's somebody here. They're I don't in the room with us. I don't like, even. I, I don't expect that. I don't even do heroin, and when I go, <laughs> when I go out into a cabin in the woods, I think that there's something in the woods. So, you know, it's yeah. it, it it like for somebody who's detoxing, that's a that's a very traumatic thing to go through. I would. It's completely understandable that they would start seeing things and experiencing things that they might not understand yeah. oh, or be able to explain. Absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that's one part of, of the movie is the whole detox thing and what she's going through. And what I like about it, like like we were mentioning before, is that everything's believable. And everything that happens up until shit hits the fan, 
I, I can put myself in that position. I can be like, okay, if I was there and I was one of these friends, I would absolutely get what what's going on. I, would, I, I get it, right? Well, it, give, it gives an excuse for their quote-unquote ignorance. You that know? being said, though, the second that a girl walks out, shoots somebody with a shotgun, and then pr- pr- uh, proceeds to vomit blood into my friend's <laughs> mouth, something might be a little bit wrong. Something is amiss. Something <laughs> is afoot. <laughs> well, but at that point, they had already tried to leave. Uh, um, David, who is Mia, yeah, yeah. so so Mia is the girl is Jane Jane Levy. Mm-hmm. Dude, I always ask you this: Levy or Levy? Uh, Levy. 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 <laughs> Jane Levy. Jean, um, Jean Levy. Jean Levy. <laughs> um, she's Mia, and she's the girl who's detoxing yeah. from heroin. Um, her brother David, uh, he does try to t- because he does try to take her out. They, sure. Well, they basically they all make a vow like we're not gonna let her leave because she's done this before. They say uh, she did this in Flint, Michigan again, by the way. They, oh, yeah. Lots she, of Michigan she, references she did in, this, in this version. Yeah, they kept it going with the Michigan theme. Sure. Um, she did this in Flint like last summer or whatever. Like She says she she makes this big dramatic speech about how she's going to detox, though, and then she gives up within hours. In fairness, though, it was probably the water. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man, come on. That's mean. Flint's got bad water right now. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, by the way, did you see how Bruno Mars donated a million dollars from his... Uh, he just did a concert in Detroit. And he donated a million dollars from the concert uh, earnings to Flint for the really? water. Yeah, he'll, he'll impress me when he does a show on Mars. <laughs> Come on, Bruno. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Uh, so it, he he did try to take her away. It's because after after something really terrible happens, yeah, they yeah. they find her basically boi- which, which boiling is, herself in the shower. Oh my god! When her oh my when the skin pops open <laughs> oh with god. the open blisters. So she's sitting say, oh, in this god. scalding hot shower on her like like sitting on her on like like with kinda her cr- legs kind of curled up curled up with her her legs and her arms, and this scalding hot water is just hitting her on the face. And her skin just bubbles and bubbles, and, and then it just splits. It splits like oh. a like it splits like a hot dog. The way oh. an overheated hot dog splits open, it's yes. so gnarly. But oh. yeah, he tries to take her <laughs> away at that point. Yep. But then they get to the river and realize that the river has flown As in over. The first Evil Dead, yeah. or the, the the bridge is is crushed yeah. on the first Evil Dead. But same idea. So they're, right. they're following suit here. So so they uh, they he takes her back and. Uh, and things go horribly awry from yep. that point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, I basically just like the other Evil Dead movies, one by one, it takes the it formula takes them. works. Yeah, the only formula that wasn't present in is Army of Darkness. It's the only movie in the franchise that is extremely different. Where yeah. it's not actually, in all fairness, nobody gets possessed. Well, uh, Sheila does. You're right. You're. Right. I'm sorry. Yep. Sheila does. You're, you're absolutely right. But that's it. Um. And which and, which is fine, and, like for the third installment of a series to shake things up a little bit, that's totally fine, you know. Yeah. And what? Nothing. I was gonna go back to Army of Darkness because <laughs> I forgot to mention something. Uh, I you know I will mention it actually because it can go into the, <coughs> to the remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, in every movie, there is a scene of, for lack of a better word, way of saying it, um, the fornication of evil into a person. Uh huh. And in Army of Darkness, especially the version that you watched, the theatrical, it was cut out. But there was a scene where after Sheila gets taken by the winged she-bitch mm-hmm. into the sky <laughs> uh, and gets taken back to Evil Ash, uh-huh. 
There's a scene where Evil Ash is looking at her and she's all afraid and like, ah, oh, no, yeah, you know, you're doing doing her maiden in distress. Yes, thing. exactly like that. <laughs> exactly like that. It wasn't <laughs> offensive at all. Um, <laughs> um, no, but he's he's talking to her and talking about how he's gonna make her his queen and this and that, and uh, he rips off her dress, and then. You know the scene in, and it stands out to me because it's kind of out of place for me and Evil in Army of Darkness. <laughs> but there's a scene where uh, some stop motion skeletons are dragging two naked girls in the foreground. Yes, it's right before that is when this takes place. You actually see them in the background. Um, but the scene before is that he rips her dress off and then basically comes onto her like he's having sex with her. And once again, he basically fornicates with her, and that's how that's how she the becomes evil gets Evil spread. Sheila. Exactly. Yeah. So it, it, that, that does go from movie to movie to movie. Right. In every single movie, somebody kind of has to get like like evil raped. Yeah. And <laughs> unfortunately. And yeah, but I mean, it is evil in all fairness. And that right? and that continues on into the to the remake because Mia ends up in the middle of the woods yep. and it's not, it still wasn't as graphic as the first movie, but it's well, almost. it wasn't. It wasn't just like a baseball sized branch just hitting her yeah. in the cooch, but <laughs> it was it was a nasty, slimy slug branch. It thing. wasn't so much a home run as much as it was like a dirty slide in the home. It I thought, were, I thought you were going to go bunt, like bunt territory, but dirty slide into home, that works. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so, yeah, she she gets impregnated with evil, and, yep. and, and that's what ends up turning her. Jane Levy in this role was Fantastic. so good. So good. She's so creepy. Like, especially that scene where she's, like, uh, David comes in to talk to her, and she's uh, kind of, like, sitting on the bottom bunk of, of these bunk beds, so you can't really see her face, and then when she finally like looks at him, and her eyes are Jane Levy's yeah. got gigantic eyes to begin with. Yeah, I know Mike just made a face because he likes <laughs> girls with gigantic eyes, but um, she has huge eyes and like and yeah, huge fucking eyes. You, <laughs> this is a nice fish, big fucking eyes, but it's a nice fish. Uh, just the way that she looks, the way that she acts in that scene is so creepy, and. It, and then it just kind of carries on through the rest of the role for the mm-hmm. entire movie. She's she killed it in that movie. Yeah, no, she really did. No pun intended. <laughs> like, pun, pun and no pun intended. Yeah, no, she she was fantastic. She was the third actress up for the role too. Oh really? Yeah, there was uh there was there, originally it was one actress um who it was two actresses that were against each other. One got it. That actress had to drop out. And then Jane Levy was called in as like a third option. Really? They didn't even go back to the other person, which I thought was weird. I'm sure there's more to that story somewhere. But um, <laughs> yeah, so she wasn't even the original person that was cast for the role. Right on. Uh, I, that being said, I think it worked out for the best. Yeah, absolutely. Quite frankly, she, was, she was great. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about uh, Lou Taylor Pucci, though. Okay. Because he is my favorite part of this movie. The uh, He was David? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. He was Eric. Oh, Eric, yeah, yeah, okay. He's my favorite part of this movie because you you couldn't get a motherfucker down. <laughs> like <laughs> that guy takes such a beating. Oh in my this god. Movie. Like seriously, you could not put that character you couldn't put him through more hell than he was put through. Well he got stabbed in the heart, and that was to start. <laughs> yes. Uh was that to start or to get stabbed in the eye with a needle first? He, okay, got, stabbed he got stabbed in the, in the eye, eye with, with, a, with a hypodermic, a hypodermic needle, needle first. Sorry. Which is just horrifying when he pulls it out. Oh god. And then he gets stabbed in the heart. Yeah. And then he gets shot with nail guns. And then he He gets his he gets his hand 
like slit down with a crowbar. Yeah, it's like she, the like uh, <laughs> Natalie turns into a demon and she hits him in the hand. Like he's defending himself and she hits him in the hand, like right between the middle and your the middle finger and the ring finger, and, and it just, it just like, splits, splits him right it. down the middle. Oh. There's a lot of there's a lot of those types of injuries in this movie, like defensive injuries, oh where people God. put their hands up to defend themselves and just get completely brutalized yep. in yep. the hand area. And, which and for some reason, like <laughs> for some reason, I can I like I can watch. All kinds of terrible things in movies happen to people, but for some reason, when somebody puts their hands up to like defend themselves and then their hands get mutilated, that's like that gives yep. me the heebie-jeebies yep. a little yep. bit. Yep. I'm like, oh god, you need those. No, you need those to live. <laughs> um, yeah, and what finally takes them out? Spoilers, but what finally takes them out is like a stab to the gut, and that's it. After all of that. That's what takes him out. Well, I I, I, I have to imagine he was kind of on his last leg. <laughs> you're not wrong. You're not. But you think he's dead like three times. Right. And he just keeps coming back. Spoilers. Well, a lot of, a lot of people were kind of uh, disappointed with this movie. Not disappointed, but a lot of people kind of thought he was going to be, because of the beating that he was taking, they kind of thought he was going to take up the mantle as like the Ash role. Like the hidden character. Like, right. oh, everybody thought it was going to be David or everybody thought it was going to be Mia. Right, but it was actually gonna, yeah. like Eric was going to be the, the savior of the day, which it kind of seemed like for a while because he just I kept coming I back. I would have been really kept... okay with that, to be honest with you. Yeah. I like this character a lot. Well, ex- aside, He was the only smart one. Aside from the fact that he was, well, he was the only smart one, but he was also the dumb one because... He read from the book. It, <laughs> the, the book literally said, so he found this the book with Sumerian text that he couldn't read well he could translate a little bit sure. of it but it had uh, how could he it translate had, it by it the had, way I, I don't know I, <laughs> <laughs> let's not worry about that uh, but it had English writing in it that said that said uh, like it said basically like do not read this like yeah. don't say these words out loud and then what does he do literally 10 seconds later reads them out loud reads the fucking words um, out loud that actually brings me to a part of the story that I didn't like what I hated the book in this movie hated it why still still this day watched it last night hated it still why I don't like okay so you have this creepy book that is supposed to be filled with Sumerian text and this and that and mm-hmm. everything else right in the remake though you open the book and it goes like, and and somebody has written over all the pages with red ink and mm-hmm. goes, "Burn the bitch, kill the motherfucker," and this and that. And it's like the cursing in it. Mm-hmm. Like, I can understand somebody writing like, "Don't read this book," whatever. I get that, but the dumb, almost immature cursing and how much there was all over it, like like burn the cunt or something like that. I believe that was in there too. Like, mm-hmm. it's just dumb. Well, like it's really <clears throat> dumb. Well, like, you I don't could, know whose decision that was. Well, you could you could take it in this way, like maybe some of that stuff was written by people who were possessed at the time. And that's fine, but it doesn't translate that way, though. It really doesn't. Like, well, I, it translates it, however you want it to. It doesn't. Fine to like, me. That's then, the way I looked at to it. To me, it didn't translate well, though. It, it was just dumb. It was. It took me a little bit out of it, to be honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Like. No, I understand that. Like, don't read it. Don't say it. Don't do this. Like, that in, in and of itself is fine. I would much rather him have found, like, oh, here's the book. Oh, and somebody already deciphered it. Here's, like, the key to it. And right. he's figuring it out and writing it down himself. Yeah. Just do that. I, I, I thought the idea of having this, like, new age lingo written in the book was just dumb. Yeah. Like, it... it, 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 it kind of took me out of the movie. That's the one downfall of the movie that I will say that I still hold true. Yeah. That, I don't know, wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. Plus, there's no face on the book. I don't care if you're trying to be realistic or not. 
Put a face in the book. <laughs> like the you, oh, like the demon or face ear. on the front. Yeah. Put an ear on the sure, front yeah. or something. Like, like an eye or something. Don't yeah. just stitch it together like a lazy, you know, leather face. Yeah. Don't do it. I get it. Piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we should probably wrap up. Do you um, have any favorite yeah, parts of this movie? Yeah. Um. Yeah. You're asking that and saying wrapping up in the same part. That's funny. Um. My favorite part <laughs> of this movie, um, is I think. Oh man. It, the kills stand out to me because I think the kills are great. And this is, isn't even a kill. It's more of just an attack. It's it's And it makes no sense, the nail gun scene. Um, the nail gun scene makes no sense. Because no. if anybody who's ever used a nail gun knows that there's a guard and you have to like push on it. So if she was holding the guard back and yeah. pushing the button, it would have made a lot of sense. Yeah. Suspension of disbelief, though, I'm going to put it out there because that scene makes me cringe every single time. Well, you'd have to suspend disbelief belief even more because not only would you have to pull back the There's guard no hose for an air gun well there are there are there are guns nowadays that you can put a co2 cartridge that in that was not but a that CO2. was an old yeah. ass gun it like you'd have yeah. to have it connected to an air compressor for it to shoot i'm really suspending my disbelief but i <laughs> maybe but it was, I love maybe the, it was the demon though. powers that were <laughs> that's it yeah there you go um she blew the gun or something i don't know <laughs> 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 no, but no. When she's shooting and like they're like I said, they're, it's <laughs> all de- it's all it's all the, defensive the wounds. Defensive, like they're putting yeah. their arms up and she's just relentlessly shooting them in the arms and the hands and oh, stuff like that. It's brutal. pretty gnarly. <laughs> it's brutal, man. Um, I love that, and I also loved the. Um, and this harkens back to the first movie. Like I mentioned, how Act uh, or Ash takes down, uh, I believe it was Cheryl with the axe, you know, and she just crumbles to the ground. Mm-hmm. They do that with the crowbar. There's a scene where Mia has the crow. No, it's not. Is it Mia? Uh, Natalie. Natalie has yep. the crowbar, and she hits uh, date not uh, uh, Eric. Eric. <laughs> Jeez. That's why she I'm hits, here. She yeah. She hits Eric though, and he goes down for the count though. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of like the same back to that. Yeah. And and that it cracks me up because of how like, oh crowbar, you're gonna hit me. I'm dead. <laughs> she just crumbled to the ground. Which you know? in reality, that's probably how it exactly. Would go. <laughs> it's exactly what would happen. Yeah. Um. The other, my other favorite part of the movie is not scene related; it's uh, execution related, mm-hmm. and that is that this movie was ninety five percent practical. In an era where uh, digital effects are king, the fact that Fetty Alvarez decided to be true to the original and do practical effects, mm-hmm. they used they did use digital sometimes, sure. but they use it the way digital should be used, and that is to get rid of wires, to clean up edges, and that is it. Right. And that's what they did. And I that have to, is I what... have to imagine, like, the fact that Sam Raimi was pumping money into this thing. Like, he... I've they, watched enough they, interviews They probably with... did it out of respect for him, don't you think? No, or not? no. I've watched enough interviews with Fede Alvarez to know that he's a massive fan of the originals. And that mm-hmm. was a very important thing to him. Like, yeah, that's he cool. Talks, the way that he talks about it, you can tell, like, he wanted it to be that because that's what like the, original the original was possible, like yeah, yeah like like and I, I, honestly i don't think that he really likes digital effects i mean look at don't breathe or anything else he's done like there there's no digital effects anywhere right um well and that's that's fine that's awesome like i that's i i i love the fact that there are there are directors and and, and special effects artists and stuff who are getting back into well obviously the special effects artists are yep. but people are getting back into the to the to the practical stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like it's there's a resurgence in it, and I think it's 
I think it's awesome and it's important, you know? Like, I think people need to see practical effects to know what movie making is really about. I agree. I think that's the <clears throat> essence of movie making. Yeah. Personally, I, digital effects have their place, Yeah. I, but it's way overused. Right. And this, this is a conversation for another day. But <laughs> yeah. Like, um, the, another <clears throat> thing that I liked about it is that the movie was relatable. Um, the dialogue felt really good. Mm -hmm. It felt... It, it felt realistic enough to where it was completely believable. Yeah. And, excuse me, I have to give credit to the uh, the script doctor on this. Yeah. Which, it, she went completely uncredited. Oh, it was the script uh, doctor was Diablo, Diablo Cody, Cody, wasn't it? Yeah. And I gotta be honest with you, I don't typically like her stuff. Yeah. I really don't. I mean, I like the movies that she's worked on. However, I've had issues with the dialogue. And this movie was fine. Perfectly fine, in fact. And she Diablo uh, Cody probably probably most well known for what uh, I mean Jennifer's body. Jennifer's body like I yeah I I know her probably the best from that I know she's done yeah. a lot of she, other oh, stuff she's but, done a ton of other stuff she did yeah. whip it did she do whip it uh, am I lying I, right now I'm gonna be lying I can't remember whatever um she like Americanized the script though Juno she, she was she did Juno Juno yeah she does like that she does that really Juno. like yeah, yeah like the really kind of relatable yes. young yeah. adult sort of stuff well Fede Alvarez is I. I don't want to misquote where he's from. I believe he's from Latin America somewhere or South America. Well, yeah. One of the two. I, this will be a correction. I'll, I'll fix this. I don't know exactly where he's from. However, she, after he wrote the script, though, she came through and she essentially Americanized the script mm -hmm. to make it, you know, more accessible, if sure. you will. Yeah. Um, and she did a good job, quite frankly, because nothing seemed out of place. He's from uh, Uruguay, by the way. Oh, Uruguay. Wow. Yeah. I would never have pulled that out of a hat. <laughs> um and I, thought, I just thought that was cool, you know? Like, yeah. she's kind of the unsung, un, unsung hero of the, the polish, if you will, the movie. Sure, yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, and, and another thing is, like the past three movies, there was a longer cut of, of the flick that was shot. Mm -hmm. Not as much as the other movies, but there was an extended cut that came out recently on VOD only. VOD only, which is, unless you're... In Europe and got the sweet box set with a statue and other sweet stuff that us, us Americans don't get because we steal everything. <laughs> I digress. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, there was a uh, extended edition which I thought was interesting. Uh, it premiered on a UK television station with the unedited six-minute longer version and it was a complete accident. Studio Canal, the uh, the company that put out the, the distributor of the film, mm -hmm. accidentally sent the, the TV station the wrong cut of the film. Oh, really? <laughs> they sent them basically Fede Alvarez's first cut of the film. Really? Instead of the rated version. They played it once and then it got pulled, but it was too late because it was already copied by a lot of people just because they probably wanted to copy it. Right. And uh, it was put on the internet and that was it. And a couple months later they they put it out on VOD and that was it which bums me out because I like special editions when movies comes out yeah. so hopefully maybe there's another edition somewhere where Ash is a part of it who knows well I mean he kind of was uh, well. <laughs> well to uh, I, I we need to wrap this yeah, up we're, I, I we've agree. gone on way too long the thing that I was talking about with the it, if you watch if you watch past the the final credits of this remake reboot yep. sequel canon whatever you want to call it it's rebook canon rebook canon uh <laughs> bruce campbell does make a 
a bit of a cameo. I'm well, sorry, that's a spoiler. It's eh, not really. It doesn't give anything away. He's just there. <laughs> it's it's one of the best cameos ever, I'd say. It, <laughs> it doesn't make it any as, sense whatsoever, what but I, it was just... What I took it as, and uh, I thought I was the only one that thought this, because everybody else is thinking, oh my God, he's going to be in the next movie, right? I, I only really ever took that as him it's his seal of approval that's what i took it as too you know it's like yeah. hey this movie's groovy yeah <laughs> you know exactly that, uh, as much as i want to see that movie and there's talk there was there was talk of <clears throat> of a sequel to this movie in Ar- an army of darkness 2 and then they would converge to one movie and I, combine I, th- I think that there would have to be like a like i don't a think major, that's gonna happen anymore. like a major mood shift yeah in, that being in, said, in both series, they would that, have to kind of come and meet in the middle between the like the slapsticky comedy yeah. of the original series and the horror of Which, the new Freddy movie. Freddy Alvarez has gone on record saying that if he ever did a second movie, though, it would be absolutely different from the first, keeping with what that franchise does. Right so it would fit. And then being that we're going to get a daughter in Ash versus Evil Dead season three finale and beyond, yeah. maybe they could do it that way. There's been speculation. Who knows? I don't know. Does anybody who, know? Who nope. cares? <laughs> we have to wrap yes, this we up. Yes, do. This is a right. long episode. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, if you guys stuck with us throughout this entire two hours and 40 minutes. God then, bless your soul. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> this has probably been a bit of a mess because it's kind of hard to get four movies worth of information jam-packed into. Four movies that we adore, yeah. too. You know? So it's, it's tough, but uh, we want to do something special for our one-year... And also for Mike's kind of birthday. So uh, this was it. Um, speaking of which, being around for one year, it's 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 cool. We never really knew what was going to come of this. We didn't uh, think it was going to happen. <laughs> and and it's uh, like we have people listening out there. We we appreciate everybody that listens to our show. We we really love doing this, and and we have a lot of fun doing it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to some of the people that uh, some of the other people in other podcasts who who help us out a lot on you know like social media, especially with this type of thing with with podcasts. Like it's it's really all about everybody lifting each other up and helping each other out. So um, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Beyond the Void. We talk yeah. about them all the time. Al- Alex has probably been the <clears throat> the number one guy throughout our podcasting journey that has probably helped us the most if you will well he really like in in the very beginning like when we started get getting getting everything going he gave me a lot of tips on how to you know like how to work with uh horror amino getting like the the uh curators at horror amino to talk to us and stuff like that uh beyond the void is it's a great show if you don't listen to it you should it's awesome yeah it's great so thank you alex yeah thank you uh alex thank you to Mike, he's not on the show anymore. Patrick. Patrick, he's not on the show anymore. Brittany Bloodshed, you're doing an awesome job. It's it's cool to hear you on the show. Um, Buds, beers, and brutality, like they've three uh, B horror pod. Yep. They they've they've been around for this entire thing. Grave um, plots, grave plots, exploding heads. Uh, promote horror. horror. Oh, promote promote horror, horror is huge. has been yeah. huge for us. Yeah. Um, these are all like we're saying all these things. These are this. This is mostly on on Twitter. Like you can find all these people. Uh, Final girls, Vincent Price's laugh, heavy metal horror cast, um, killer horror cast, T Terror podcast. All amazing podcasts. All really cool I know, people. I know some of the guys. Uh, uh, Gore Horseman podcast, Vincent Price's laugh. 
You said that one already. Oh, did I? You Whatever. Did. I'm, I'm, they get I'm repeating double. myself. <laughs> um, also, uh, I some friends I know that listen to us in the Splatterhouse podcast. Yeah. They they. We should probably get them on because they're local. That probably, would be a very yeah. easy thing to get them on. But um, yeah, but just a huge thank you to all you guys who continue to help us and support us, and and we love doing the same for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and everybody on Horror Mino Facebook, uh, um, Instagram, really anybody who likes or follows or does anything uh, that helps us out, we really appreciate it. So and if you're if you're listening to the show and you haven't ever helped us out and you want to be mentioned on the two year episode, <laughs> start st- start sharing our shit <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Uh, no, it, we appreciate everybody though that even says a kind word, that retweets, whatever. Like, yeah, we're not a huge show. We know that. We no. do it because it's fun. We, we just do it because it's we fun and it. we love it. Yeah, and so. um, and we're gonna continue to do it. And so. a and a big thank you to J Raj and Ocean Recording Studio for letting us letting this be our home. Um, especially at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, sorry, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> Go Get home. Get out. You guys are done. <laughs> so if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, and Horror Amino at the Buzzed Kill Podcast. You can also find us on the Twitter at something. The Buzzed Kill PC. That's the one. <laughs> you can find Jay Raj at Ocean Recording on all social media. Also look at www.oceanrecordingstudio.com. For all your fantastic audio needs. Yeah, baby. <laughs> I think that's it, boys. I think so. Hey, to the evil dead. Uh, to I want to cheers to all of the things that I didn't say, that I wanted to say, that I'm going to regret that I didn't say. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> cheers, boys. <laughs> sure, I could have stayed in the past. Could have even been king. But in my own way, I am king. Hail to the king, baby.